What is up, everybody? I'm Ryan. And I'm Anthony. And today we have a very special Christmas episode for you people out there. Jingle jangle. Jingle jangle, motherfucker. Not only is it Christmas, by the way, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas. We also have a special guest. So I guess it kind of seems like a, a, a thing of whenever it's a holiday, we have a guest on. So that, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, but I mean, do we have any do we have any uh, news before we start bringing in our, our little guest here? A little guest. Our little guest. I guess I, I guess I shouldn't have said little guest. Ryan, did you bring your little guest on I the show? I always bring my little guest. <laughs> That's why. Oh. So we're doing this uh, via Zoom, mainly because I just didn't want to hike all my gear again. And uh, man, I forgot how much I really hate doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just trying to set up in my little room, like, and the way I have things jigger like set up i can't even hear myself i can only hear you guys i i don't know what the hell's going on uh, life oh well you are sounding a-okay over on my side so i think we're good and set hopefully hopefully those listening to us agree so yes, hopefully let us know in the comments uh <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> Uh, I, I guess you, well, you, we're not gonna have we don't have a youtube of this one so no comments i, I guess <laughs> we are really slacking on our freaking youtube channel um pretty soon I'll, I'll figure out how to start getting us videos up on there again yeah um mainly just i need to stop being lazy is what it comes down to maybe i'll just edit some of this out i just i don't our introduction part's so easy yeah well, you usually flow right through it right? right so how was the trip Oh, so so if this is going to be in the podcast, so recently I made a trip out to, uh, so I actually can talk about this a little bit. I actually made a trip out to Amarillo. So I primary, my primary goal out there was to go out there and do some hiking. Oop, I just smacked my mic. So I went out there and did some hiking, went to uh, Palo Duro Canyon, and I went to, I was going to try to go to Cap Rock, but unfortunately it snowed while I was out there. I saw it. Honestly, no, honestly, I was a little bit jealous. I I love the snow so much. I, whenever I woke up, I saw your picture. I was like, oh, man, I wish it snowed here. Like, <laughs> I was bummed, actually, because it just made everything muddy. So uh, yeah. we canceled our last day of hiking, uh, which I've got this goal. I've been trying to get to 90 miles of uh, 90 miles of hiking uh, for the month of November. And I'm, I'm just like eight miles short oh, man. Uh, of my goal. <laughs> so I was so like, I was hiking to tomorrow yesterday. <laughs> So I actually I actually did some hiking today just like around my neighborhood and I counted it as quote unquote hiking. But anyways, that's like the least important part of my uh, part of my uh, trip, though. The most important part of, part of my part of my trip is that I went to a few breweries while I was now out in Amarillo. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So uh, the two that I went to were six car pub and brewery. While I was there, I tried uh, their uh uh and i'm gonna butcher this but i believe let me let me look this up real quick uh i tried there i put it on our feed on there and i'm just gonna stall for time i tried their uh american ipa make good choices 
uh, I, if you go on our untapped for let's do a podcast, I rated it as a 3.5 uh, for an American IPA. It was pretty good. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of American IPAs. I tend to be more of a New England IPA fan. Uh, but for what it was, it was pretty good. But my favorite, uh, what I tried, I tried two beers while I was there. Uh, they have a uh, milk stout called Black Cadillac, and it was freaking amazing. Uh, it was kind of a coffee chocolate stout, and the flavors there were just like right there in nice. your face, and it was great. Um, but after after hitting that up, then I went down a little bit across town. I went to Pondicetta, mm-hmm. and that that their situation there was freaking on point. Uh, I didn't have any drinks while I was there. Uh, but I did pick up a bunch of cans, which Ryan, I'll have some to share with you. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So most definitely, uh, I, I bought a few IPAs. I bought a few stouts, which I have a bottle to share with you on that. Uh, but the two that I've tried so far, uh, I've tried, I've tried one of their sours. Uh, it's called Gosarita. Mm-hmm. It's a margarita flavored uh, sour. Oh. And while my wife may hate it, eh, I loved it because <laughs> I do like margaritas. And this to me tasted like uh, a margarita with sour mix. It was pretty good. Uh, and the other one that I've tried of theirs is called Gladys Peach and Lemon Vanilla Milkshake. And it's their uh, milkshake IPA. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty good as well. It had some pretty good flavor. The uh, Ghost Sarita, I rated it as a 3.5. And the Milkshake IPA, I rated it as a 3.75. So they were both pretty good. Yeah, I'm bad. looking forward to trying some of their other stuff too. So. Look for some uh, Pondicetta uh, in our future uh, future episodes here. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, Anthony did the entertaining stuff uh, since our last podcast. So, um, Anyways, <clears throat> let's go ahead and introduce our guest. I just realized I have to turn me up a little bit. Um, so, hello, hello. Yes. Welcome. His- yeah, welcome. So this is How are you Alan. guys doing? Alan is known hey. for I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. Um, I think you actually started a few, one other also. Is that correct? Uh, I haven't started a new podcast. I have a vlog. Okay, I am it. trying out the world of content creation on the YouTubes. So I have my I Know Nothing About Beer podcast, which is um, Ryan, how you and I have actually gotten to know each other yep. um, from the DFW beer scene. And then I have a a uh, vlog called Dad Domesticus. It's a I have an Instagram channel uh, using the same handle, and that is my journey into being a stay-at-home dad. So I have everything on there from you know kind of like my daily life to a family vacation and trying to take kids on a trip cross country um, during COVID. And I recently had something that was like much more honest and earnest about like feelings of failure as a stay-at-home dad. And then um, I am going to be putting on one of the stupidest songs I've ever written on there as well um, about how kids just hit their fathers in the groin so much. Um, (laughs) That seems to be a thing that happens. uh, It is. Anthony, do you have kids? I do not, but I've seen. Uh, okay. I, I, you always see like the uh, the videos online of Dude, that just like yeah. seem to happen like a lot. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, one of the lines in there is, "I'll save money on my vasectomy if my kids keep kicking me <laughs> in the balls." <laughs> 
And so uh, that is like the, so it's kind of a little bit of everything. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do it and where everything all fits. Um, it's been a lot of fun. And I also have my I Know Nothing About Beer podcast, which is going to be season four coming up. I think I finished all the interviews. I'm waiting to see if one or two come in, but that'll be coming out sooner than later. And I'm really excited about that. I have some really fun interviews set up. People I've been wanting to interview, but just have not had the chance to, or our mm -hmm. schedules have kind of conflicted that I've been kind of waiting for. And yeah, that's kind of where, what I am on the webs, we'll say. Yeah. So I do have a question. So since you're on season Please. four of I Know Nothing About Beer on your podcast, do you still know nothing about beer? Absolutely nothing. I it, it's just the 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 way that I put that is the more I, I kind of define passion as this like the more that you learn about it the the more you know that you know so little and right, you have more right, to right. learn you know so the more I've learned and talked to people about beer the more I just go man I've got so much more to learn and oh. um, you know that's kind of where that that came from is that thought that there's still more to learn so really i know nothing about beer and um it's always good to start off a conversation at that point in time because you've only got up to go you know right 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 um there's there's it's there's no i never want to feel like i'm or or act like i'm the guy that knows stuff about beer because no one likes that guy no one likes the beer snob no one likes someone coming in and going like oh but really you know there yeah. there's these types of hops and this thing. no one likes that um, you know, it's more about listening, learning, and keeping a conversation going than trying to tell someone, well, really, here's what that's about. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I can identify with that. Yeah, the more you learn about something, it's like, oh, wow, I know absolutely nothing about this. So, yeah, that's a great title for that. Yeah. That's great. It's oh, a really thanks, good man. Podcast thanks. It's been too. a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's fun to Thank you. listen to. And I know I think I started pretty late into the game because I – I think we actually found each other through Instagram, and then I was just like, okay, I'm going to just give it mm -hmm. a shot. And then I, I think I spent like a whole Saturday that I was working just binging through that thing. Just binging? Yeah. Well, thanks, man. But, mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to do, and having worked in the craft beer industry um, for, for a, a hot minute, um, I've doing this is like a, a weird way to keep like a toe still in it. Because I know there's no way I would have talked to some of the people I've talked to if it was just like, hey, would you mind just sitting down and talking to me for a little bit? Um, you know, to have a podcast, to be able to give them some publicity, to give them some type of like uh, some some presence as well has been has really helped out. But, um, you know, uh, what's called if you're doing this, if you're going to do a podcast because you want like free access to people, it's like going on a plane for the free peanuts. Like, <laughs> that's not why you should do this. Yeah, most. Yeah, that's about right. Mm -hmm. um, so before we go too much further, let's talk about Please. the beers that we are drinking right now. Um, so, Anthony, you want to start us off? Yeah. So since we're in three different places, I believe we have three separate beers, uh, very reminiscent of our earlier COVID episodes. So I will start by uh, bringing it in mind. So typically... Typically, I like to have a Texas beer, a good Texas beer, or at least a good local, like within the like the uh, North Texas mm -hmm. or Southern Oklahoma region for a beer. However, I think this is the first time I've gone seriously outside the borders of Texas. And by seriously, I mean, very seriously, I've gone beyond even the US at this point. 
Uh, I am drinking from Ridgeway Brewing in Oxfordshire, England. I'm drinking Lump of Coal. Uh, it's their dark holiday stout, and uh, it reads. Their description Ooh. reads as followed. This is on untapped, so I'm pretty. I was. I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder if this is not going to be on here. Uh, but they say this eight percent bittersweet chocolate stout is the best you could hope for in these dark times. You notice everybody in their copy has to talk about these quote unquote dark times. Yes, yeah. I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> right, I love it. But, uh, so actually, come to think of it, considering how bad you've been, appropriate for this movie. Uh, this little coal black gem is more than you deserve for Christmas this year. Uh, so, uh, this was this is rated on Untapped. I love a, that. What's that? I love that. No. I oh yeah, it. It's, yeah, I love the description. That was pretty on point. Uh, but so they're rated at three point four six on Untapped. Uh, and the flavor profile. This is an English stout, by the way. Uh, but it's uh, dark, smooth, sweet, coffee, and thin, which I can identify with those. I, I'm definitely getting the the feeling of the thinness, but that's a uh, that's mm. to me like that English style uh, beer. There, the only thing I have going with this beer that's not typical for a uh, English beer is that I have actually chilled it and it's not room temperature. So, <laughs> so I thought that that was mainly for cask ales. Is that the t- the room temperature thing? I don't know. Right. I always just heard that all like English beers are always served at room temperature. So, so I, I think so. Yeah, I think it's that cask ales, the ones that are like sitting in the pub that they're pulling the you know the pulling they're literally pumping the handle for oh, those yeah. at room temp because they're sitting in the little cask, the you know the little barrel sitting in the pub like you're they're physically drawing from there because oh, they maybe do it's have you know the normal chilled then. So yes, yes, yeah. I mean, I dig me a Cascale. I'll take a Cascale any point in time. Uh, but the warmth of a Cascale does throw people off. Yeah. Um, so I've actually, always heard that. Yeah. To correct you, Anthony, this is not the first time that we have done a beer outside the U.S. Oh. Oh, we're, oh that's right. I forgot. We had Icelandic beer, my friend. Yes. Well, this is further than Iceland, so. Okay. Well, I guess you get off the hook, but. Yes, I, I brought back Icelandic beer. I think that was... I forgot about that. Uh, what episode was that? That was... Not Train to Busan. Um, the one where like they're in a train, and it's like ice everywhere. Oh, that was... Oh my gosh, uh, I'm blanking. In a train and ice everywhere? Uh, Chris Evans is in that one. Uh... Dang, why am I blinking I on know. this? I just saw it, too. I was like, ooh, I need to watch that again. Oh, jeez. Wait, on a... Wait, there's... Chris Evans is in the movie where he's on a train and there's ice. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so the, the world... The, the world has turned to ice. They're on a train. The only people are alive are on the train. Uh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, yes. Snowpiercer, okay. Yeah. It's a, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah, it's a it's good movie. It's freaking awesome. Plus, I watched that on my way to Iceland, so I got super hyped for Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Back in the day. All right, uh, Alan, what are, you, what are you drinking, buddy? All right, so I am drinking... Mo- uh, I don't know how to say this in Danish. Um, I switched beers just a little bit ago. Uh, mo- I'm going to just have fun with it. Moderna Dansk. Um, it is from Jester King. It is a farm. Ha- I'm reading this from Jester King's website. Uh, farmhouse ale aged in cherry wine barrels and re-fermented with Danish cherry juice. It is amazing. If you 
like cherry anything this is a great great bottle to get um i believe i just 4.5 it is awesome one of the better beers i've had this year um i bought this bottle last year at jester king so it's been sitting for a little bit and um you know there's the um uh what is it mont the what is it montor Montmorency versus Balaton, which is the barrel-aged, uh, like the younger brother to this one. Mm-hmm. And then you have this one, which is just heavy, deep, rich. Um, I totally suggest if you can grab a bottle of this or see it on tap, uh, take it. It is so, so good. It is not overly tart. It is much more like drinking like fermented cherry juice. Nice. Um, it is not. It's not it's not a, a mouth puckering sour. It is literally just like a good cherry beer. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love me some Jester King, that's for sure. Oh yeah. But, yeah, it's not, uh, a, lot, it's not my... a lot of times you see a beer on untapped get like over a over a that much over a four. That's pretty awesome. No, it's a great beer. Um it, I think yeah, I think the average rating on this one was uh what? Let's see here. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I've unlocked a badge and another badge and another badge oh, and another look at badge. You unlocking it. Man, unlocking <laughs> badges over here. Uh, you know what? I do. I check into untap so rarely that I feel like they just give me extra to try to get me back into it right. more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. It is rated at uh, friends for uh, overall 4.41. So, yeah, no. Yeah. I, no, I totally. Good. That is up there, yeah. Um, I went pretty simple, so um, I mm-hmm. am doing. It's called Training Banes from uh, actually down in Austin, Pint House, Pint House Pizza. Ooh, this is my first drink, but you would have guessed I've had a few. By the way, I'm talking, <laughs> but um, honestly, it's it's a pretty, in my opinion, it's a classic IPA, seven percent. Um, uh, I'm bad at reading and trying to talk and all that kind of stuff so pretty much uh it's a it's a lighter ipa haze it's super good though really for uh pint house again i don't think i've had many things from them that i don't like um Mm -hmm. they're obviously known for their electric jellyfish which is another ipa uh and then i kind of feel like they kind of take that main recipe and try different ways with it I kind of feel like that's what this is, and it's it's really good. I mean, I I'll drink a bunch of this. <laughs> the four pack I have, I will probably drink. Well, no, I always got to save one for Anthony. That that's pretty much our uh, <laughs> our thing is if we buy a pack, we have to save one for the other. So yeah, I've always so, I've always heard a lot about Pint House Pizza. I've never actually had one of their beers, so I'm looking oh. forward to trying. Well, there you go. Now you have one <laughs> coming yeah. for you. No, they're they're good stuff. Um, I was at the brewery actually, like when I got this beer, the this Chester King, the, the on the way out, I stopped there. Uh, it was my first time at Pine House. Good beers all around. Got to try Electric Jellyfish. I feel like because Electric Jellyfish is so popular, um, it's the one that the beer tenders go, oh yeah, of course you want to buy. It. You know, well, what else do you want? Um, but it's it's a solid beer. Um, I think that everything else I had over there was really good. Yeah, I'm I'm down anytime. You know someone wants to bring over pint house i'm down to open it up yeah i think whenever i had it so i think i had a few others first before i had electric jellyfish but someone's like you have to have this it's amazing and so i had it i'm like Mm. okay but i was like i mean honestly 
not it, it's not a bash that I'm about to say, but it's just like, in a sense, most of their hazy is kind of have the basic taste. But again, like it's like, oh well, let's add this little twist. So I was like, overall, I kind of mm. feel like most of them are electric jellyfish with a little twist to it. In my opinion. Hey, gotcha. if, it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. But well, and I and I also think Electric Jellyfish was one of the first hazy beers in Texas to make a a imprint on people. Yeah. Um. And so I think that maybe some of that hype has has lessened. Um. I think it's still there. It's still grant you know warranted. But I think also there's so many other people making hazies, and so many that are now for just about any major town in Texas, you can go down the street and find a good brewery making good beer as well so i think that that also um you know uh adds you know adds to the yes i really liked electric jellyfish but now i can also get this one which is really good as well yep yep cool well um do we want to just jump into this movie see what happens so do we have any other beer news going on? How did the uh, do, have we already gone through the uh, was it the the that beer festival, the online beer festival? No, Bermuda Fest is happening next Saturday. So uh, December fifth. So is that next Saturday for those uh, when they're listening on. to this, or has it already happened for them? It's gonna be Christmas, so this already happened. <laughs> oh, okay, that's all right. Oh, okay. So, but in our uh, one so, more guys, wasn't Bermuda Fest so good? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think everybody knows that we pre-record a lot of this shit anyway, so it's fine. Um, yeah, so beer beer muta fest. Pretty excited about it. This week you're supposed to go pick up uh, kind of our our packets. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go pick up the the beer. Did you have a? Uh, did you pick up the order? The what's it called? Like the poster and the glassware and all that as well. Yeah, I, I did like the the top tier one, so I get gotcha. a little bit of everything. Yeah. All right, yeah, Ryan got we'll, it. We'll I totally what... forgot. So I think I, you I, have I, time. I may have to. I'm gonna have to look and see uh, see what I can do. Yeah, see if I can get at least the uh, the the poster and stuff like that. I may be too late on the beer. So. Um, I th- I think it's I think, the, I think it might it. be the other way around. Oh, is it the other way around? Yeah, I might have to. I may have to. May have to see if I can at least get the beer then. Yeah, if you can. I mean, I'm gonna head up to Denton to go pick up my beer and beer for Ryan. So if you need me to pick up anything, let me know. I'm also doing the cheese pairing with it. That was one of the ways I convinced my wife to do it. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> yes, was I will go get. We will do a cheese pairing on Saturday night when all this is happening. So yeah, I'll have yeah. to hop. I'll have to hop online after we're done recording and uh, see if I uh, see what I can find on there and see if see what's available. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, you'll have to uh, either after the episode, maybe we can chat about it or text of uh, yeah the plan of who's getting what beer and everything. So yeah, yeah, because I know Friday or Saturday I might be getting everything. I'm undecided. Anyways, so yes, Bermuda Fest already happened, and I think that's pretty much the beer news. Again, gotcha. Not a lot. Yeah, there's. Happening. I mean, there's. No, there's not a lot happening. It's. It's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, at the end of year. Yeah. Yeah. End of year slash COVID. How much can we do? Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of how this how this beer year is going. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, every once in yeah. a while you're like, oh, I'm excited about this thing, but I mean, still, it's like, I can, I can do it if, uh, if we do a Skype in, I it's, guess. Like, well, it's, it's like, with it's, it, are, well, so with it, uh, even with it being the end of the year, though, even with this year being what it was, there has actually been some really good beer this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I was still like, despite not being able to do all the stuff that we typically get to do for a year uh, with all the breweries, they mm-hmm. actually have put out some really good stuff. So yeah. uh, it's still pretty awesome. No, no, I, I totally yeah. agree. It's, it's just been, it's been so awesome to do this while drinking at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really good beer to drink at home. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess it's uh, it's movie well, time. Well, dude, yeah, I'm wearing my Jurassic Park ugly sweater here, uh, Christmas sweater. I'm ready to get into this. Yeah, <laughs> I just went with like I, I went with the only sweater I have. It's just like a regular, regular, plain old blue sweater. So, dude, but I sit in this closet to record, and I sweat half to death in here. I like. <laughs> You can barely even see that I'm even wearing a shirt, so it's yeah, yeah. Just just keep that on. We can see you on video. That's right. That's right. It's all good. It's Oof. all good, man. It's, it's all good. I'm dying in here. Dying in here. I can go to audio quick if you need to, boss. That's, <laughs> That's all right. right. Everybody, audio. I got a strip. Just put on one of those uh, snowy backgrounds. You should feel much yeah, cooler that's, after that. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, so for everybody out there, we watched. The movie Rare Exports, and if you're not familiar with yes. that, you'll be familiar in a moment because I'm gonna go through some of the plot with everybody. But uh, any thoughts off the top of our heads before we get into the movie itself? So okay, I was I, okay. I'm gonna be shameless about this. I was That's like right. Ryan. I want to be on this podcast at some point in time, and we went back and forth a little bit, and we we're like, oh, let's do. He's like, let's do Christmas. And instantly it was like rare exports. So I gave you this giant list of stuff, but I was really hoping if we were doing something Christmas, rare exports would be it because I love this movie. I think I saw this movie randomly pop up on like, I think it was like on a DVR or something like that, that my parents had, my brother had recorded. And I was like, yeah, let me give this a shot. And I just watched it going, holy crap. What in the world did I just watch? I had such a good time watching this movie again. So yes. This is actually today was my second time watching it. Like I, I watched it mm-hmm. less than thirty minutes before we got on, and um, yeah. Again for the second time, I was like, "This is such a crazy fucking movie." Like, <laughs> by the yeah. way, if you want to, you feel free to. Because on our podcast, I do it way too much. So just want you to know, there there's no restrictions on this thing. Yeah, thank you. Unless others, I, make I put us. it this way, I I. I don't, it, it's not that I have something against cussing. I just go, if I'm going to cuss, I'm going to mean it. Put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So I yeah. used to that. That's my, I just fly that's my deal. But um, yeah, so whenever I watched it actually last week, because that was our original plan was mm-hmm. to do it. I was just like, oh my God, I, I, I was so psyched to talk about it. Cause it's like, I, it's not what I thought. And then yeah. whenever I, honestly, whenever it didn't work out where we couldn't record, I was like, honestly, I'm kind of happy that I get to watch it again so I can actually pay even closer attention to it. Like, yeah. yeah. So my, yeah. So my history with this movie is uh, I was actually, uh, I actually saw this advertise 
Uh, it was in. I, I went to see a movie uh, with some uh, with my my with my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, in one of these art mm-hmm. house the- theaters when I was still living in Florida, way 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 long time ago. Uh, and I saw this uh, being advertised, and I was like, "What the hell am I seeing?" Yeah. I was just watching this preview, and it's about this Santa Claus, and he's dug up out of a mountain, and he's killing people. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" And it's like rare exports, and I'm like. I don't know if I want to see that. And this that's before I like watched like any like horror movies or these suspense movies. I was like, I don't know. That doesn't have like any interest in me whatsoever. And here I am a good almost 10 years later. And it's like, this is actually like very, very interesting to me now. So uh, I, I, I just thought back to that when I saw that. I was like, that's that movie that I saw. And I was like, I don't want to see that. Now I'm like, I really want to see this. So mm-hmm. I was really excited when this came up on our list of things to see for the for the for the podcast so i'm ready to get into this movie and really talk about what happened here so uh if I, i'm ready if you guys are yeah so. yeah anthony do your thing and do that little break yeah so i i actually I actually wrote down like concrete notes so hopefully we can go through this and maybe a little bit Ooh. shorter time than i typically do well like normal so. i don't have any notes so yeah so uh here a wee ago so rare exports so we start with two young Finnish boys. Uh, like, w- w- their names were, I don't know if you guys got this, because I have a hard time with the, the Finnish, but Paitari I, and Yuso. Was that was Peter that and Ollie. I, I called them Peter and Ollie. So <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I was like, I think, I, I think one was Paitari. Uh, at least I, I had the captions oh, on. So I was oh, like, okay, no, I no. Know that name. Yeah, Peter and Mullet. That's what Peter it was, yeah. because oh, Peter's yeah, friend, <laughs> he was rocking the awesome Euro mullet yeah, the was. entire time. Yeah, I wonder if that's like a Finnish thing or if that was just like, no, are we supposed to be no, like dude, knee? that's Euro. That is just a Euro mullet. Yeah, Euro yep. mullet. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds yeah. Good. Uh, and I, I guess I need to watch like some of that Eurovision stuff to, to really see if that's like the consistent thing, if that just carries through to adulthood. But uh, so we see these two boys and they are trespassing mm-hmm. onto what we see as a secretive and it's like a fenced off drill site. And there's this guy who uh, I learned by not on the movie, but learned it on IMDb. This guy's name is Riley. Uh, I thought he was like Ebenezer, like his future Ebenezer Scrooge, really, the way he talked. Uh, but his name is Riley. Uh, and he is bent. We, we, we see them. They're drilling and they're like, we don't know what we're looking for. Uh, but we learn through banter back and forth between this guy who's leading the drilling site and uh, this Riley dude that he is bent on discovering the grave of Santa Claus. And yes. and he's got these guys drilling into this mountain looking for it. Uh, but these drill these drilling guys are like clueless as to what they're looking for. And they really know they have no clue what they're getting themselves into. Uh, but uh, we that's like just a really short introduction as as to what's going on in this movie. Uh, but the thing that I, uh, we 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 see uh, Paitari and Mullet, we see them run off, uh, yes. and uh, I uh, I just thought to myself, uh, he got so scared it scared the pants off this kid because literally the next scene he's running around with no pants on. Pants on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in the snow. I was like, dude, that Finnish blood must run really warm because he must like. I don't know how he's doing it. I yeah. could not. No shivers. I, I no got nothing. like a dusting yeah. and I could not do that in Amarillo. So no, no, I'm born bred Southern Californian and uh, I'm, I'm in a sweater in my house in an air conditioned room. So yeah, yeah no, 
that that would not fly with me. Yeah, no. I got that Floridian blood, and I can't. I could never do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but the other thing that we we see though uh, that that is important is they run through and they leave. They cut through this. They they, they cut this hole in the fence of this drill site, uh, and so that has some importance a little bit later on. Uh, but uh, back when we get back to uh, Patari's house, uh, we see his dad, and what they're doing is they're preparing for uh, this uh, annual roundup of their reindeer hood, a reindeer herd mm-hmm. rather. Uh, which uh, we learn later on is uh, 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 we we learn also that uh, as they're doing this, they typically use a helicopter, uh, which I, I learned this this is actually important later on. But the, uh, this kind of leads us to uh, uh, making sense for something else. But they have a helicopter; it's not working. Uh, the the blonde blonde haired dude uh, with the sunglasses. Uh, he's, aviator. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, we're in the aviators. Yeah. Uh, he's like, mm-hmm. it's not working, but we'll go around and catch uh, catch the reindeer on the snowmobiles. Uh, so we see uh, we see they're getting ready. They've electro- electrified this uh, fence, put electric fences around the uh, around this pen, and which to me seems like overkill, honestly. Uh, yeah. And uh, we see just over the horizon, they're like excited. Over the horizon, we see two these two anemic reindeer just coming over, and they're like. They're like, yeah, we're gonna have like so much meat coming off these reindeer, and that's it. That's all they see. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just they just get those two skinny reindeer, and then they realize something's amiss, and that they are potentially out eighty five thousand dollars plus twenty two percent VAT. <laughs> Whatever VAT is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was value added tax. Awesome. I'm, gonna, oh, gotcha. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, yeah. uh, Alan, if you ever have something that you want to say, you just have you just have to jump in because yeah, just interrupt yeah. me. That's how we do things. Gotcha. Well, I was I was gonna say what we just said of, and then in the next kid's not wearing any pants. That could seem a little sketchy. Um, the kid was like in shoes and like mm. a jacket and underwear. So just to let people that's, know, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's the yeah. weirdest thing. He was like, so he was wearing a like he's wearing a sweater uh, and cowboy boots, but no pants. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I and feel like most people in general to almost have it switch of like, we have pants, but not a shirt on. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know how these, I, you know, I don't know how they do. They were, it it was like Finnish, right? Thing to do, though, Finland? It? Yeah. Uh, Finland. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how the Finns do it. Uh, I don't know how they, they keep warm. I mean, amen that they can. <laughs> um yeah. i just i was just watching this going like oh my goodness child because now i'm a dad so i could i say that child get some freaking clothes on like i don't know because he needed to talk to his dad real quick it was like in the shed butchering stuff and uh he's like banging on the door and you could just kind of huddled and going you could have solved this by putting some pants on child yeah yeah i mean to be fair though the kid did know the, the kid did see footsteps outside of his window in the snow that's so, true. Yes. That's true. And, and and I would have run out there with no pants on too. Be like, who was sneaking around outside my window? Well, and as a father, if my kid had said, "Dad, there's footsteps outside my window in the snow," I would have jumped away from my like whatever I was doing and going work on the cops. I'm getting something to make sure I could see what's happening outside my house at all times. Instead of ah, oh, just stop making stories, boy. I'm chopping up this pig. Yeah. No, I yeah. feel like I would have had that reaction too. Like, 
Really, if my wife is like, did you notice the uh, footsteps right outside our house? I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> um, no, like, like no, right no, outside no, we're the window moving. where we're we moving. sleep. <laughs> Which this kid's seeing lots of footsteps all around, and he doesn't—he doesn't tell anybody specifically about these footsteps whenever he sees them. Which I'm like, dude. Well, and and one of these thing, one of the things that this movie does, which I love, is when um, the kid is right because the kid is right through this entire movie, and no one believes him. It's like the movie, uh, what's it called them. I don't know if you ever saw that, the giant radioactive ant movie um, for the 50s. It's it's awesome. Oh, Put it on the yeah. podcast, lit, podcast list. And then uh, Eight-Legged Freaks, the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know, the kids are mm. all right about it. Um, and so this is one of those where, like, the kid is right the entire time. And, you know, the three adults are like, yeah, whatever, boy. Ah, shut up, son. Um, yeah. 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 Uh- so yeah, we get we get there. We get to the roundup. The deer, uh, they they don't get as many deer as they expect. Uh, they go out and they see that these three hundred plus reindeer have been slaughtered. Uh, and uh, Patari, he's like feeling guilty because they what they think happened is that these wolves escaped from this drill site. Uh, at least that's what I collected. And they came, they came out and they uh, came and they killed these 300 deer just outside the gate. And they're just like all slaughtered, just like laying in the snow. Uh, and this is where, uh, this is where uh, Patari uh, notices the other footprint he sees. He sees one underneath like uh, one of the deer. It's like this bloody footprint in the snow. Uh, but again, he doesn't tell anybody. And he's also feeling super guilty. He talks to Juso or Mullet rather. Uh, about it and uh he's just like hey if you tell anybody we cut a hole in this fence i will freaking punch you in the arm so freaking hard you know little kid stuff yeah Uh, yeah that's also not too far after the father hands his son peter like who can't be more than like 13 a full-on rifle and just says here son your gun now yes I guess that's how you do it in yeah. Finland. I like it's, the case. Like, is it loading? Because well, it'd be useless if it wasn't. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, hey, he's, he keeps that thing. Like, doesn't he keep that thing for like almost the rest of the movie? The whole yeah, the whole so. movie. Yeah. He's that yeah. on him. I love it. That and his little like teddy bear. He's yeah. got his rifle and his teddy bear yeah. almost the entire time. Yeah. Uh, so we we see that. So uh, all the all uh, Patari's dad and all the other guys they get the, they're pretty pissed at this point because they think it they they don't think it's uh, they don't know it's Pytari and uh, uh, Mullet's fault they think it's the fault of the guys drilling on the mountain for riling up the wolves and having them attack the herd so they fire into they fire into the the walk off the fence and they go into the drilling site and they're gonna have a word with the uh, quote-unquote a word with the uh, with the fellows up on the top of the mountain. Uh, oh, they yeah. get up there. Uh, they get up there, and that place is empty. Uh, and uh, it looks like that place was emptied in a hurry. Like, those guys have, like, vacated, and, like, it's like uh, coffee's half full, and, like, there's food that's half eaten and that kind of well, stuff. To me, I wondered if it was whether they uh, took off or died. Well, so that, I don't think that was really. I, I don't remember that being fully explained. Uh, it, I, it really I wasn't. Have, I, I, okay, because yeah, there were no bodies around, but at the same time, like because of 
what happens, what we find out later, that's why I was like, okay, so are they like dead or did they just freaking leave and that was it? Well, so we we see that we see we get kind of get a hint of uh, how this occurs a little bit later on, kind of fast forwarding in the movie. But we do notice that in certain cases, like these guys, when they do get snatched up, they get snatched up and all this left, like we see these guys get snatched up and all this stuff is like their hard hats. And but there's like nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. And they do say that like when these when the uh, when whatever gets them, we'll talk about that a little bit later, it gets them. They like they leave nothing behind when they get these people. Mm-hmm. So it, these guys could have like bolted and left because they found something or they could have been just like taken and like just like obliterated by whatever they found yeah i i think because of the ending i don't want to say anything about that now i think that they did whatever job they had to do very quickly um because because of of the ending we'll get to that later once we get to that part but yeah i think Uh, that explains it now that i'm thinking yeah uh, so they get in there, they find that these guys aren't there anymore. However, they, they, whether they left or whether they are like, have been killed, these guys don't know, but they have nothing to really suspect that, uh, that is going on weird, except that these people are just not there anymore. So they really don't have anybody to blame or anybody to really interrogate as to what the hell happened. Uh, so a little bit earlier in the movie, what we saw is Patari's father was setting up a wolf pit, uh, hanging up a hog's head over it. And he kind of it reminded me of like uh, one of those pits you see in like a uh, a cartoon where they basically dig the hole and they cover it with some branches and yeah. just like throw some snow over it. Uh, and so it's just like that. So like the, the whole thing is supposed to be the wolf falls in and uh, falls in the, uh, they look like punji sticks uh, from like uh, the, the wooden spike sticks in the bottom of the, of this mud pit down there. Uh, so he set that up and uh, to kill these wolves. Um mm-hmm. But little did this guy know, it's no wolf. It's something way more sinister that's out there, and uh, it, it's it, it's been spying on them. But uh, the the dad has no like he has no reason to that like to think any of this. He just he just thinks he's out to get some wolves. Also, we find that this wolf pit is totally illegal. Yeah, <laughs> put yes, that out yeah. a little bit later. Yeah, uh, which I'm I I can understand why a you know a covered pit full of deadly spikes would be something you would want to deter people from yeah. putting around their house. You know, it's definitely a, a liability. <laughs> no, effective but um, not good. So so uh, also a little bit earlier, kind of skipped over this part, but uh, uh, we we also have learned a little bit earlier that Patari. Uh, after uh, going on the mountain, he was actually he actually did a lot of research on Santa Claus after he realized that they were digging up the grave of Santa Claus. And so we did a lot of research and we find out through him that at least in the legend, uh, at least in the Fission, Finnish and uh, Sammy legends, uh, Santa is not the jolly uh, man we know from like the Coca-Cola no. commercials. He like eats and beats bad kids uh, and uh, he and uh Patari thinks that Santa is coming for him and he like has this whole rig set up to keep him from falling asleep uh during the month of December. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah I saw the the rig there's like some keys in his hand um so that if he falls asleep they fall into a bowl. Yeah. Which okay, I did something like this when I I so I lived abroad in Europe for a little bit in Germany with uh in college and we would have these like cultural experiences where we'd go listen to a lecture and there was one time where we went to an opera and 
I was so bored out half out of my <laughs> mind that I kept a, a like a big coin in my hand. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, I can't fall asleep because if I do, it's going to make a ring and I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and I fell asleep. Oh no. And instead of instead of it falling on the ground, it fell on my foot, which uh-huh. was way worse. Because it rolled off my foot and then went, oh you know, it started gosh. rolling around the ground. And then when it did that, like, you know how the coin like goes, and I was like trying to find it. And I, I'm like, not only the guy that like made a noise, but like the loudest noise in a quiet group possible. Granted, the opera was horrible. It was a horrible production. But that's, that reminded me of that, of like, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's the way that you would, you know, you know keep, the, keep yourself from trying to fall asleep. I've so, done that. So, oh. Alan, do you watch The Office? Yeah, I thought about this. Yes. Okay. You know, the... I've, I've okay. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Because I, I, wa- I've watched The Office. I haven't watched every single episode, mm. but I've watched enough to know about The Office. So, there's an episode where they go to a uh, a show from one of their colleagues, mm-hmm. and Michael Scott is like pissed off because he wanted to be in the show, and he didn't get to be. So he sneaks a bottle of wine, pretty much chugs the wine, and then he like he like he tries to set down the bottle on the ground, and then it just starts like rolling and making you know the empty bottle sound where it's yes, and then you can hear it hitting forward, a chair, yeah. then hitting another chair, then hitting another chair. It was that's what that oh. just reminded me of. That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, that, that is kind of what what my yeah the coin at the the opera yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm only half sorry about it because that again, that opera was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, all right. So yeah, yeah. so uh, we find that uh, so it's now Christmas morning. That was all. All, all this happened, and it was uh, I believe it was like just uh, was it the the 24th or uh, it was before pre Christmas. It comes down yeah. Christmas morning. The wolf bait has been taken. The hog's head is gone. Uh, and something is in the wolf pit. Uh, so Patari's dad and Patari go out there. Patari, uh, his, his dad looks in there. He sees what's in there, and he will not let Patari take a look at it. All we see is we see a man's hand. Uh, he won't mm-hmm. let Patari see in there. And like like a kid, he's like super curious what's in the hole. He sends him inside, and they go in and they eat. Uh, the prior night, they ate, were eating gingerbread for dinner, and they're mm-hmm. eating even more gingerbread now for breakfast. Uh, and 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 what I love about this, and this I think is like, if there's anything of like good acting in this movie, is when they're sitting at the dinner table and the dad is crying halfway, like uh-huh. he sees like tears rolling down his face because you know mom isn't there. They never explain why mom yeah. isn't there, which is also one of the best things about this movie. Not that mom isn't there, but <laughs> that there's so much unsaid that lets your mind make up right. the the rest of it and um you know you know in the morning he's trying to make like breakfast but it just screws up and i being a dad can totally relate to like oh i'm just trying to do something nice for the kids and it's all just going to crap and that was like the most true acting that i saw out of that movie where i was like wow this is actually done pretty good yeah that's the, that's the one thing I thought was really weird. So we see him the night prior on Christmas Eve. He puts this, it looks like a roast or a ham or a turkey or something mm-hmm. in the oven. Mm-hmm. And we don't see him take it out until the morning. So I was like, yeah, that's not how you do that. It? 
No idea. I just know that you don't put things in the oven the night before generally. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you don't let it sit. You don't let it sit in the oven for like 12 hours. Right. That's I've never yeah. done that. So, uh, but so we get out there, we see them, uh, somebody, something's in the hole. Uh, so, uh, uh, Pops, he takes uh, he he takes the body out of the hole. He wraps it in the tarp. He drags it into the slaughterhouse, abattoir, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he 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 invites his friend, the helicopter guy. Uh, uh, he's now dressed as Santa Claus. He's the guy. He I guess he goes around the village, dresses uh, Father Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, visits all the visits yeah. all the kids to give them presents. Uh, but he 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 brings him in and is like, hey. I found this dude in the wolf pit and the guy, and, and that's, this is where we find out the wolf pit's illegal. He's like, you know, it's illegal. It's like, well, now you're in on this too. So you got to help me. Yeah. Which is like a shitty, which thing. is like right. a great friend to have. Yeah. It so, kind of pissed me off. It's like, you just like forced your friend to like have to get rid of a body with you like that. Come on, man. Yeah. So, like, I think they get to where they think this guy is like an American dude. They they look at like his passport. The dude in the passport looks nothing like this guy. Looks nothing like him, which I thought was all. hilarious. And uh, the passport number is also the number of pi, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, it's three, yeah. three, one, four, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because I always look up random Thank facts Thank you, math nerd. This, so. Go team. It's okay. If you notice that offhand, you can math nerd out all you I, want. I, so I had a suspicion that there was something about the passport because of how long mm-hmm. like they really harped on that passport besides the picture, obviously, because right off the bat, you see the picture like, that's not fucking him. And then, um, yeah, then mm-hmm. it stays. There. I was like, okay, something's up with the passport. So I looked it up and that's the first, that's pretty much the only random fact that I could even find about this movie, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we, so we see that, uh, but then we, uh, basically it's, it, I got, we got the scene that really reminded me of, if you've seen Little Shop of Horrors, where they, uh, chop up all the, chop up the body to feed to Bodies. the plant, uh, where they basically are going to like more. chop up the, the seen that yet. they found, found, found in the hole, uh, to like dispose of the body. I know. Oh. I know. I know. I, I, Little Shop of Horrors is great. Well, I know. Well, I, I watched the wrong one. I watched Little oh, Shop okay. of Horrors. <laughs> just kidding but um i had to it was bad oh goodness well, well let's move on <laughs> let's move on so he's he's the 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 body is sitting on this like metal like it's a butcher shop like, like yeah yeah they're about he's about to process the body he's got an arm oh ready gosh. to go in this giant bandsaw this freaked me and out. then he takes he takes the arm. It's about to go in the bandsaw, and then the arm like moves. Right. And, yeah. Like, he snaps it's like, it back no, in. Fine. Which is a great. It's a great jump scare because you're you don't really expect it at all. Mm-hmm. And then two, um, now you know something is up. Like you've known something is up this whole movie, but now you know like whatever has been up is now connected to this body. Right. Uh, so we get in there, we see, we see, we, we, and we, we, we find out that the dude is, the dude is breathing. Uh, uh, the, the guy he puts a knife over his nose so you can see, we can see the breath on there. Uh, they, uh, eventually they, they, uh, uh, Patari, uh, they notice that Patari's like sneaking looks in there. So his dad goes out to like get him and shoo him away from the, uh, mm-hmm. shoo him away from the room. Uh, Patari, he like runs off to like find the police, I believe. 
he runs out into the street and yeah, so he flags down a random down. police officer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which we actually get some pretty interesting information from the police officer. Uh, while this is going on, a uh, helicopter mm-hmm. pilot man is uh, like getting really close to, and he's like putting his ear up to the guy to listen and to, to, to like hear him breathing. And mm-hmm. uh, we, I don't think we see specifically what happens, but next time we see him, he's like missing a good chunk of his ear. He gets a Van Gogh. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we, yeah. we another good name for him, by the way. Yeah. There we go. We'll call Van Gogh. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They do. All these characters do have names. You, you do find out. It's just that I cannot pronounce these guys' names. No. Uh, no. I, so he I will apologize to Van Gogh and my listeners out there. Uh, so Van Gogh is missing part of his ear now. Uh, but Patari's dad, uh, he's chasing his, uh, his son down in the truck. They go out to meet, uh, their, uh, his other friend who is, uh, Juice, Juso's or Mullet's father. Uh, and they find out that, uh, number one, he finds out that, uh, Patari didn't tell the police officer really anything, uh, about the body. Uh, but they do find out he went there because somebody... They think somebody stole all this guy's potatoes, but it turns out they just stole the potato sacks and left the potato potatoes sacks. Yeah, in the, in the in the barn, and it's just like weird shit is afoot. Uh, we're missing, and, and everybody's missing missing their furnaces. Everybody's missing their ovens. And somebody stole that guy's wife's hair dryer. A hair dryer. Yeah. So all this stuff is missing. I, at this point in the movie, I was like, "What the hell is going on? I cannot connect any of these dots." Yes, and that is so much about this movie is because it's such an original concept, there's all these little roads that you go down and you're like, why? Like, like okay, homeboy like gets literally impaled by a wolf trap and is still living. And you know this whole movie has something to do with Santa Claus, but you're still like not fully convinced of anything at this point in time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just so much fun, especially with everything like the the heaters, all of that disappearing. Um, and then good old uh, Peter, little little young Peter is like, where are the children? You know? Right, right, right. Uh, no one's asked that question yet because guess what? At this point in time is when we start to learn all the children are disappearing. Right, right, right. So like what we, because we see one part I skipped over is when he's uh, when he's digging around in the hole while everybody else is in the slaughterhouse. He finds this in this in one of these missing potato sacks. He finds a wooden a wooden doll. The scariest Dude. like child's doll Holy crap, ever. It's freaky as hell. Oh my god. Yeah, but he finds if I pulled that out, if I found that anywhere, I would be like, "Demon, you die." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But he he starts putting two and two together when he finds the same doll in his friend's bed mm-hmm. when he goes to find his friend because they everybody thinks his uh, his friend is just sleeping in. He finds the same doll there, and so and he, there's a connection. He knows there's a connection there. So he's, he's yep. got two and two together. The gears are finally turning for this kid. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, we, we see him later on. He's, uh, he's, he's got a list, and uh, I love this kid's handwriting. It's like very on point for a kid his age. Uh, he's got like a list with. He's got. He already he wrote his friend's name on there and or just crossed it off because we can already count this guy out. Yeah, and he's he's calling up all the different families. Hey, is so and so there? He is mullet there. No, mullet's not been around for you know. Well, he'll be later on tonight. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Okay, if Finnish people are fine with their kids just being coming back like after dark when it gets dark at probably like you know uh, one p.m. 
up that yeah. far north, like, okay, yeah. maybe Finnish parents do something a little different. Um, but uh, yeah, in a small that was, town that like was really that. fun to see. A small town like which that, that's it's a, probably super common. Which that's the funny thing that I, I thought about this too. I was like, they're, 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 I thought to myself, it's dark a lot in this movie. And I, it took me a second to realize this is in Northern Finland in winter. They have very yes. little daylight. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> they're not quite Arctic Circle level. But they they probably are showing the appropriate amount of daytime for this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, so that kind of threw me too. But it, it makes every it, there's a reason. For, that's the, one of the things that's really cool about this movie. There's a reason for everything that happens. Yeah, everything's kind of happening for a reason. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, all the kids are missing. Uh, he uh, Patari he runs to the warehouse where his father uh, and the uh, the. Uh, mullet stad and helicopter guy they're all down there uh basically what they're doing is they're trying to interrogate the the this nude man basically now he's huddled out in the up over in a corner uh they, they were trying to like well they're trying to like strangle him trying to like uh, uh get him to give them money uh they use this what this broomstick he bites through the dang broomstick yeah at one point and they, there's and there's there's one guy mullet's father like knows yeah. english enough and so then you get this great moment of like the people that don't know english and the one the guy that does and you know you the audience knowing english and his translation of what they say is great because it's just yeah. it's just a half hair off you know right, um, right, right. i've lived in several I, i've lived in several countries um where english you know i've lived in germany i've lived in china i've traveled enough in europe and central america and asia that like when someone is translating you 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 get that idea of like everything is just like office center and that's the entire conversation right right right. you know which is and and there's i've heard this i've seen this movie listed as like a black comedy i didn't think it was super funny but there are funny moments in this movie yeah, I don't think I would label yeah. it that at all. <laughs> no. Oh, see, I felt, I felt, I felt the black comedy vibe a little bit too. Because to, to me, like black comedy is always like barely a comedy, and this was like to me barely a comedy. It's like half thriller, half comedy. But even at, yeah, I, at that, like I, I don't think it. I don't know. This is like a, to me. This is a comedy the way Cabin in the Woods is a comedy. Wait. Uh but like cabin in the woods had like specifically very funny parts. Like they were doing more satire on something. That's true. That's this true. was, this was a moment where like, like the funny, like the, the, like, like I was watching different reviews of this movie and right at this scene that you're talking about, we're like, they're looking at a guy um, and they're like, okay, we're going to tie him up and they have him tied up and he's kind of swinging in in this like little motion and they're passing around a gingerbread cookie like that is a little bit funny it's not funny the way that i'm telling it but if you're watching it like there's a funniness to that situation yeah the situation and there are a lot of situations like that so yes it could be funny but at the same time you're just like comedy you're just like this is weird dude like, yeah. like now he's because at this point in time, he's dressed now in a Santa suit. They still don't know what is going on. Peter, of course, he's like, guys, like, listen to me. This is Santa Claus at this point in time. So and everybody's like, whatever, kid. 
So I think I figured it out. This would be this is this is a movie. This is probably stretching it a little bit, but this is a movie. If Wes Anderson did a horror movie, this would be that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All so it's funny, like a Wes Anderson is, is movie. everything being centered. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, we get to that. Uh, so this bitey, very bitey old man who we're now starting to slowly realize, uh, is not what he appears to be. Uh, they've, they've chained him up. They bound him up and he's now hanging, uh, uh, like Alan mentioned, he's hanging from the ceiling in his very comical manner. Uh, and, uh, and, and chained him up in a, in a manner you wouldn't have to think, you wouldn't think you'd have to chain up this bearded old man, but he's apparently very strong. Uh, for for what he looks like uh mm -hmm. the other thing that we didn't talk about either is like whenever uh uh peter or uh these gingerbread cookies are around his like nose goes crazy he like can smell uh smell them in the vicinity yeah. so yes a very important thing as well that they, they can just smell either children or gingerbread cookies gingerbread uh, cookies uh, uh i've also got to say the actor that they have for this like quote now what we think of as santa claus great at being the creepy oh so oh yeah i mean yeah. so good at being the creepy i like his like slight little grin when he sees peter you're just like so you just get the yeah. so uncomfortable yeah. um, it's, it's, it's got to be all the grime because it it like fades away a little bit a little bit of, like in the last part of the movie i mean yeah. not totally mm -hmm. but a little bit so actually Anthony, I want to take a quick pause and let's talk about the uh, how we're feeling about the beers now that we've been drinking them for a little bit. Okay. So, uh, Alan, what are you, how are you how are you feeling about your beer, buddy? Um, beer number one, uh, Modern Donsk, it was great. I have moved on to a second beer because that was just a like smaller bottle that I actually split with my wife. Um, now I have moved on to my last can. Of Black is Beautiful uh, from Oak Highland Brewing. Oof, that's such a good one. This is, it was a good one, and it is still doing well in my glass. And I've got two more left. Not Oak Highlands, but I've got two more Black is Beautiful left in my, uh, what's it called? My beer fridge. So, yeah, I, that is what I've moved on to. So, so far, that's my favorite Black is Beautiful. Um, but I do still have, really? Okay. Uh, I have five, I think, more. That I need to go through. Um, mm -hmm. So now that it's starting to get cooler, I'll, I'll probably start picking those up and drinking those. Because uh, really, like uh, my Houston friend, he gave me a bunch from there. Austin friends gave me a bunch from, from there. So it's just like okay, so we're we're switching it up. Um, but so far, that that's my favorite one. Awesome, um, awesome. So yeah, I finished my pint house. I I liked it. I gave it a four. I mean. Again, I, wow, I, good it's, man. It's because I would almost say that I enjoy this more than the jellyfish and most mm -hmm. of the other stuff that I've had from them. Like, I, I again, I like everything that they've done, but out of everything, this might actually be on my favorite list from them. And uh, mm. I actually moved on to <clears throat> our friends. Uh, Three Nations also has a small batch brewery. That they just released uh, called Symbols Brewing. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I'll show you guys. Um, so this one is a strawberry hef from Symbols Brewing. And uh, it's really good. It's pretty heavy on the strawberry. So I've had a few strawberry okay. hefs before. Uh, I've had their mm -hmm. just, uh, well, Three Nations straight up hef. I can't remember what it's called, but um, 
and it's really really good so they did excuse me on the heavier side of the strawberry so it's kind of fun it's a fun Mm -hmm. different take on the half you know and and strawberry is really hard to brew with so if something comes out well with strawberry that's like a sign of a great brewing um great brewer and great brewing um a staff i mean uh strawberry you got those seeds you've got so many more opportunities for infection um there's so many more um there's just so much more that can go wrong with strawberries than most other fruits and it's hard to get a really good strawberry flavor out so that is awesome yeah and i mean as soon as i opened it which i don't i I don't know if y'all saw, but as soon as I opened it, my face changed. It's like, holy crap, there's so much strawberry just from opening it. Like, Nice. And I was like, hopefully nice. it's not too strong, though, you know, because you got to find that right, right mm-hmm. balance. Um, I do think yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. a little bit stronger on the strawberry, but I don't mind that because I love strawberry. So pack that pack that in there. Um, but yeah, nice. so far, I, nice, I'm, I'm thinking a four. But as I go on, we'll see. I mean. Anthony, I I had this nope. great. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go Anthony, ahead. please. Go ahead. Go, 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 ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was about to say I had when I was in Germany. I had um, I this great um, not beer cocktail, but they had this hefeweizen that they would put fresh strawberries in and crush it, and then add champagne to it. Ooh. Um, I liked it, and my wife loved it, and still during the summertime, I will make her that drink. So that beer right there sounds like an awesome way to do that. Just add some cheap dry champagne into it. I think it would taste great. I might have to try that. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> All right, Anthony, uh, hit us up. What are you feeling about yours? All right, so I'm still working my way through this lump of coal. As always, we always talk about when it starts out chilled versus once it starts warming up to room temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, as it starts warm up, some of the flavors are really coming out and some of them are laying low. One flavor I have noticed, so I talked about the different, uh, the different flavor profile with a little bit of the, uh, bitter, the bitter, the chocolate, uh, like a bittersweet chocolate flavor, a little bit of that coffee flavor, uh, in that thin flavor, mm-hmm. the thinness is thin, uh, thinness is still in there, but what I'm starting to notice come out a little bit is, uh, almost like a black licorice flavor, which is really interesting coming out huh. of it. Uh, unfortunately for me, I'm not the hugest fan of black licorice. <laughs> So uh, I'm, I really, I have not heard of black licorice in a British ale. Yeah, it's weird right. that it's coming the way it's coming out. I don't know if it's just the, the, the way the temperature with with the temperature mm. uh, rise, uh, just with it just sitting there and kind of getting the air in it, uh, or mm. or what. I'm gonna have to see if there's any anybody but anybody else that kind of has tasted that, or if it's just like me and my taste in my yeah. palate. Uh, um, are are you getting anything that could be considered astringent? Uh, not really. It's not really coming across okay. with an astringent, uh, at least got not, not yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's good. That's good. How much you got left yeah. here? Just no. curious. <laughs> I got a, I have a full ball of, uh, like I still got like a quarter of this bottle left. Oh and, my uh, gosh. Drink oh. Well, I know you're and doing yeah, most of the talking. I got bad. Left, yeah. So, yeah. Now I'll, I do say, I'll, I'll say this. I have, I have a, uh, during Christmas time, I make a drink for myself that I call the lump of coal which is three quarters of an ounce of absinthe and a half an ounce of gin on uh, one or two cubes of ice and then swirl it up. And I will drink that for a while. And it is mean. And <laughs> if you don't like licorice, it is not the drink for you. Uh, but it is a one and done. And I love it. Oh, that, that does sound like a one and done. That sounds like a one. Yeah. For, uh, I, I, yeah. I have to be like, black- in the perfect yeah. mood for licorice like i don't hate it but it's just like 
I have to be like mm. in this rare form of licorice sounds amazing. And I haven't had that probably in about two ish years. But uh, I have oh, a no. feeling I love licorice. I have a feeling um, that this Christmas season licorice. I'll be like, yeah. I, I gotta get something. <laughs> so we'll see. Back in my in my younger days, I was very much a Jaegermeister uh person. Oh, uh, but, I think like, that's what killed oh, it for me. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Martin House, no. so uh, I I learned recently. So Martin House did their Jägermeister beer, and I I I tried it, and then I was like, nope, I do not like that flavor anymore. So I there, like, there is nope. there are two tastes of regret: Jägermeister and Fireball. Those <laughs> are those are the tastes of regret. Mix yes. both those up with a uh, Red Bull, and you're fucked for life. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. I have many nights I don't remember because of those. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, that's no. why I, I do. Beer. Those are just I can't do liquor anymore. I just can't. I want to. I just can't though. No, uh, I have no thing, problem doing liquor. Your hands on when you're in the army, so. Yeah, no, I have no problem doing liquor. It's just that that is all bad. Oh yeah, that no, that that, that bad. bad for you. All of it. It's so bad. It tastes terrible and it's yeah. bad for you. But oh. well, that's why I just drink great beer now, right? That's what I do. It's easy. I get full before I can get drunk. Honestly, like too drunk, I get I just get so full. So it works in my favor. So, all right, Anthony, oh. let's continue on. All right. So, uh, I so what we hear, uh, what we see now. So these guys are sitting in there. They're looking at the the this guy hanging from the chain, uh, and they hear radio chatter. And I don't remember where this thing came from, but they find the radio. Uh, because they're hearing chatter about these guys moving oh. something from one place to another. Uh, and uh, the chatter goes on, and they finally put two... These guys finally kind of put it together, and they realize that they think they have Santa Claus on their hands. And this this dude is Santa Claus. And you can see the dollar signs like in their eyes after that. Because uh, these guys are like... They're like empty pockets right now, because they, they lost their like uh, harvest of these reindeer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the ra- the 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 radio came from a radio that was in the jacket where they found the, the jacket, uh, what's yeah. it called with the the password. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so the 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 guys are now thinking, okay, so the thing that they were digging for up on that mountain, we have it here, right? And now we're gonna make our money back off of all the reindeer that they lost. So they're like, hey, we have you know Santa, or we have I think they call him the package. We have yeah. the package. We'll meet you here at this one spot later on, and we want you know we'll we'll make the exchange then. Yeah, and uh, so they uh, they go and they meet with the guy. They talk they talk a little bit about how much they want they're going to want for him. They're going to ask for it, and they I love, I love this conversation. And <laughs> yeah, this is a good I, back and forth. You know, I like I like Peter's dad because Peter's dad's like basically he's a straight dealer. He knows what he needs. He's not going to ask for a cent mm-hmm. more, and he's like eighty five thousand dollars. And the guy's like, dude, this is worth at least like a million dollars. And he's like, no, mm-hmm. we just need the eighty five thousand dollars to make up for what we, we just lost want the eighty five. We just yeah. want to make our money back. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, he's like an honest dealer. It's like I gave him credit. The other dude was like, this is like worth a lot more than that. He's yeah. they're gonna make money off of it. Let's make our money. Uh, so they yeah. get out there and <laughs> they get out there. They they run into they the Riley comes in on his helicopter with his pilot, uh, and uh, they they are having their conversation to hand off Santa Claus to the dude. Uh, he exits the helicopter. He wants to see the goods. 
Santa Claus. They got him dressed up in like the Santa Claus, they, like in the guy's like yeah. Santa Claus suit. Yes. Get him all dressed up. Which also gives you like one of the creepiest moments of the whole movie is when because they've got they they transport like the guy the the quote Santa Claus in a truck in a cage, yeah. and Peter is sitting in the back of this truck the back like cab part of the truck. Oh yeah, and Santa Claus is in a cage in the back like the actual back like tow part of the of the truck, and he looks this actor looks at Peter through the window. And this smile comes upon him with like these weird teeth. Mm-hmm. And again, heebie jeebies all around. Just a good, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. cause he, he it's, a, it's the creepiest thing, dude, because like it, when he's like the, when he's the creepy old man who's like got no clothes on, it's one thing. But when he's dressed like old Saint Nick and he's got that grin, it is like the scary, it's like even scarier for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the other thing that scared the crap out of me too is when uh, Riley, this this dude who was running the drill site, he's when he goes to inspect the uh, the package, uh, uh, he gets like right up on this dude in the cage, and I was, I was like, or, yeah, I was certain this guy was gonna get like attacked. Yeah. Which yeah, that was true. It's just not in the way it's I thought it was gonna be true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and at this point, they haven't been like really heavy on gore. This is not a very gory movie. It's like, not. There is some. Yeah, it's really yeah. not as much. Which as you is. Think. Yeah, it's but like only one thing of gore, point, and that's it. There's there really hasn't been much, like like real violence. Real, you haven't seen anything really quote, horrific. Right. And then you have so, and I think I like that because it saves anything that quote could be. It saves it up for the moments that are like up ahead, right? I uh, I was actually a little surprised whenever I looked up that it was rated R because I was like, I don't feel like this is an R movie. Mm, no, because there's a the, at the end, there's i there's a a moment of I don't want to say it right now, but think about when he's in the deer pen. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Anthony, All right. Anthony, when, I'll have to remember thinking okay, about that scene. Keep going. Uh, so we do. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. It's I know I've mm-hmm. uh, it's Yeah, we. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Definitely yeah. see that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait. Wait. Don't. Don't. We no. gotta. I've got some for that. Yep. All right. Yeah. Continue. Move on. So, <laughs> so when that's going on, uh, the buyer Riley he notices something is amiss at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's he's saying the kind of the same stuff he told the 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 head of the drilling group, where he's basically like he's basically telling these guys the same stuff that he told them on their safety card: smile, be happy, don't curse, do this, do this, do this. And mm-hmm. those guys are like, "Fuck that!" It's like, "What the hell are you telling us to do?" And then basically, this is where we realize realize they're they've been ambushed, and there's all these other dudes who look the same. That's when we realize uh, he, he tells them this is not the Santa Claus. This is just one of Santa's helpers. These are elves. <laughs> and that's such a great, and I think that's one of my favorite parts of this movie when you realize Santa Claus has not, we have yet to see Santa, yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. This is just one of Santa's helpers. And I, because I, I was trying to think about when I, when I, when I first saw this movie, one reaction, I think it would have been like, oh my goodness, where's Santa first off? And oh, this is what's been doing all the the crazy killing stuff that's been going on. It's all of these old men 
old looking men. This is a quote, an elf. This is Santa's yeah. helper. And it, it, it makes everything go, wait, there's okay. So that though, these guys are bad. This right. is not good. This is all the bad. Yeah. And they're just in like front of you right of now. Them. There's like so many of them. Uh, so, I was surprised. Yes. But like you, so like, it's like, so we have like father Christmas dressed guy right here. And then we have all of these like bearded old naked dudes and they've all got weapons. And we basically see Riley, this dude that's headed this whole thing up, gets like an ax to the back of his head. The helicopter pilot gets ripped out and killed. And everybody else, they just scramble and run into this warehouse that's got the big 24 on the doors, which uh, Peter yes. is like not happy about that because he's like, it looks just like the door on his little advent calendar. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, real quick, I'm going to sidetrack this just because Please. as this beer has warmed up, something interesting came to my taste buds where I was like, there's something besides strawberry. So as I look it up, there's actually banana and cloves in this. Ooh. So, okay, so so if if they may have added banana and cloves, but if it's a hefeweizen, the hefeweizen yeast gives off banana and clove flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so depending, if, if they may have added that, but hefeweizen yeast, if, depending on what temperature you ferment it at, mm. gives can either give them. Um, uh, there was a. Um, uh, a Trader Joe's Hefeweizen that I tried that tasted exactly like bubble gum. Huh. And that's a really warm ferment um, Hefeweizen. And the colder that you ferment the Hefeweizen, the more it becomes like a grainy, um, uh, what's called Hefeweizen. So the more that you'll get that wheat bread flavor. Okay. And then everything in between, you'll get a a banana, that that's the warmer side, to a clove, which is the colder side, mm-hmm. you know? So those flavors, banana and clove, are really common in a Hefeweizen yeast. Yeah, which, I mean, I feel like I've, I I could, definitely the clove part, I've gotten that more and more hefts, but the banana, that Mm -hmm. was very different to me. I was like, oh my God, I was like, I taste like Mm -hmm. banana and strawberry. This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's super good, but anyways. So I'm just, I'm just I'm just guessing. So I'm thinking of the chemistry of it right now and how like so it's like when the warmer when it's warmer they get more of the sugar is generated from the fermentation than versus when it's colder. No, no, no. it's not about how much sugar is in there. It's about yeah. the stress of the yeast. So okay, the the, the hefeweizen yeast, um, the esters that it gives off, okay. um, change depending on the temperature that you ferment at. So Belgian yeast as well. Um, the the saison uh, yeast will say. Um, saison yeast is great because you can ferment at higher temperatures and the higher temperature that, and the higher temperature for ale yeast, meaning like 75 and above. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause most ale yeast really doesn't do well after about 65, after about 65, most ale yeast starts to give off off flavors, which no one likes. Yeah. Um, but saison yeast lo- can really, can really do well at 75, 85. And there's some that have been bred to even go to 90 and above. Mm-hmm. Um, which is ooh, insane. Um, but um, Hefeweizen yeast, uh, and that's all because of how the yeast is reacting to the temperature and the esters that it's giving off. The esters mean the flavoring that the, the yeast is giving off. Mm-hmm. So you have Belgian yeast, which can give off certain esters. Um, you have ale yeast, which you really don't want the esters out of ale yeast because those are what start to give off um, I've tried to think whether it's like uh, 
sour apple candy or um, in, in extreme cases of, of, of uh, what's called yeast being um, stressed hmm. will give off a nail polish varnish taste, Ooh. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Another one would be like butterscotch. Um, that's another thing of what the, the, the yeast has been stressed out. Um, but that's because of it's been overcrowded. It, it, it ran out of food and it was trying to find more food and just didn't have it. Um, that's that butterscotch feeling. If it's gotcha. taste, if it's, um, I believe if it's because of temperature, then it becomes the, the nail varnish taste. It's like I feel like I've had a I've had I've had a beer. Uh, it was at a Wichita brewery. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say the name of the brewery because I don't want to besmirch their name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did get the I, I have tried one that had that nail polish varnish flavor yeah. in it. I've had one yeah. before too. Yeah, it's happened. <laughs> yeah, and then you have like the classic skunk, which is light struck beer because yeah. light will actually change the chemistry of a beer, and that's what skunkiness comes from. Oh, that's why like you know I I never buy beer that's near a window um or is in direct contact with a window with like the direct light from the window because i don't want my beer to get skunked you know brown is the most common bottle color because it eliminates most of the light waves that like cause skunkiness Uh but still you know if it's getting direct sunlight you're you're not i wouldn't buy it yeah those uvs are just gonna yeah just gonna mess it up anyways kill it yeah yeah okay there's your beer nerdery for a little bit that was awesome. <laughs> that was great. All right, so Anthony, so now we are in the warehouse. Yeah, so we're yes. in the warehouse. Uh, so behind door twenty-four, uh, there lies the true threat: uh, the real Santa, or as I'm going to call him from here on out, I'm pretty sure it's Krampus. Oh, hundred percent. No, yeah, it's totally. I Krampus. thought it was Santa Claus. No, I thought it was it was Santa Claus. So, because they like, never you, mentioned Krampus in this movie. Well, so but, that, have you have you seen that movie? The that that movie uh, Krampus with David Ketchner and Adam Scott, like a few years. No, back. no, I I know exactly who you're yeah. talking about because yeah. he has the same horns. The, same as the Krampus from that movie. Yeah, but they never mentioned Krampus in this movie. They only mentioned Santa. Claus. But no, the elves don't mention the name. The only people that mention the name are the people that don't know anything about it. So they're all guessing. I think, in my opinion, that they're guessing this is Santa Claus, but then they find out it's actually Krampus. Yeah, but even when Peter's doing, and this is what I love about this podcast, because I really wanted to dive into this part specifically. Um, Uh Even when Peter's doing his research, he never says Krampus. They never mention Krampus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all Santa Claus. See, but it's all because it's all about, it's all about, if you've been good or not. That's why Peter, we didn't talk about this. Have I been a good boy, daddy? Like, of course you've been a good boy. Like he's hoping he's been a good boy so that Santa Claus doesn't come and kill him. There's no Santa Claus and Krampus. There's just Santa Claus. And if you're bad, Santa like, like eats you up and devours you. If you're good, apparently he gives you presents. So yeah. Like it really gets because that that really kind of digs into, and I wish I knew more about this uh, for this because that would have really helped for this conversation. But it gets into those European legends of Santa Claus and his friends, of all the different all the different uh, people that are involved in the Santa Claus legend in Europe, with like the Santa Claus and uh, uh, was it uh, uh, Krampus and uh, Stuhlpeter and 
from uh, if you've watched The Office, yeah. Bearschnickel and <laughs> I think I think that's real. I think I looked it up and that was real. No, Bearschnickel is uh, actually real because I looked it up too. Bearschnickel is real. Uh, so like, uh, there's all these like different characters uh, in uh, mm-hmm. in this uh, Christmas lore of Santa Claus. And so, I mean, it, it could be, it could be just within the uh, within the lore of this movie that they're all one and the same. That Santa Claus okay, is Krampus okay. is all these people. Okay, so so from bloodydisgusting.com, which is a great horror horror movie reference, um, I'm reading this from them. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, the original Santa Claus as a massive beast, not unlike Krampus. The monster is never referred to as Krampus, but the film was no doubt inspired by Krampus mythology. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I I really don't remember them talking about Krampus. They only talk about Santa Claus from my, you know, they could be so wrong. Probably then for their, uh, my 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 guess would be Finland stories of, uh, a Santa Claus are messed up. Well, yeah, yeah. So their their version <laughs> is pretty much our version of Krampus. Yes, that's kind of what I'm I think. Getting. That would be it. And again, like, I think I mean, so. Different cultures have different views of what Santa Claus is. But of course, before the whole what he is now, which is red suit, fat North Pole asshole kind of guy. Um, and I, I think every culture before all of that did have their own versions of it. Which it seems like he still well, was I, a bad guy almost in any other culture. It's like uh, so. Santa's not bringing bringing you any presents because he you called him an asshole. So <laughs> bring it. I don't even care. <laughs> well, and I'm trying to think. I believe that. Uh, okay, in Italy, there's Befana, which is an old woman who delivers gifts to children throughout the Epiphany, similar to Saint Nick, but she's also referred to as like a Christmas witch. Which I would love to see a movie about that as well. That'd so be yeah. yeah, see, and there's, the there's a lot, like, there's a lot of that mythology to dig into, really. Yeah, because even the wording mm-hmm. of witch is so different then versus mm-hmm. it is now, and even in cultures. So yeah, that that's very very interesting. That oh my gosh, I can't. I was about to say maybe we'll just do a whole month where every week we do it. Christmas movie, but I can't. I can't do that. I can't. I just. I can't torture so, myself. We still have to do Nicolas Cage, and that's enough. Yeah. So, so for the purposes of so the purposes of this conversation, Santa Claus, uh, oh, yeah. the Santa Claus yes. beast that is uh, is in there. He's uh, he's surrounded by these radiators, these ovens, a hair dryer that they found, and the missing children uh in sacks he's yes. a, it's a giant horned beast and he's encased in a block of ice that was mined from inside the mountain and he's stored in this warehouse and and what i love about this scene is not only like you see this all you see is the horns but you know there's something massive right. underneath this block of ice and then uh mullet's father like finds his wife's hair dryer which okay i think we're we are all married in this little zoom chat yeah. If you found your wife's hair dryer, you'd be like, "No, I'm taking that home. I don't care what happens. <laughs> I can be found dead, but she will know I found her hair dryer." Right. Which also I forgot one of my favorite lines in this whole movie and I wrote it down. Blow dryer is cutting edge technology in Russia. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. That just made me laugh. Like when you see the blow 
dryers, cutting edge technology in Russia. Was well, like I just a, at this point they it. still think the Russians are like stealing their junk out of their houses. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. this is where now you see the last dot is connected. Like, where did all that stuff come from? It's all in this warehouse because the helpers, Santa's little helpers, have been stealing them to like thaw out Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they get, but they get in there, and this is where like shit starts hitting the fan, and like we mm -hmm. finally like stuff starts finally freaking going. Uh, so like the we we see that things are urgent too, and it's like they don't have time to dick around because this ice is now like also cracking, so they can't just like hang around in this. They can't stay in here. They can't mm -hmm. go outside because they're surrounded by the the elves. Uh, so uh, who takes charge of the situation? But Peter. Loved it. He's like running Loved the show it. at this point. Peter's uh, like, you guys haven't listened to me. Now we're standing in front of like demonic Santa yeah. and I'm taking charge. Yeah. And I love it because he like even like all the adults are like arguing and he shoots his gun. Yeah. Because yep. you now know yep. that it's loaded. And he's like, listen, here's what's going to happen. And then you see like this great like him becoming a leader and like going. For, he's we have some freaking Rambo in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> But like, so he's got this plan and it involves this conveniently placed pile of dynamite right yeah. next to where they're standing. Yeah. I uh, mean, they had to get Santa out some, well, because now yeah. you know how they got, because they were blowing up parts of the mountain to dig Santa out. Yeah. And now you know where all that dynamite landed. It was just conveniently right next to Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, they store um, it in the same building which, as they store their like important artifact, right? Yeah, and, and you yes. would think that the elves would be like, we might want to move this, considering that we have a lot of flammable stuff in this place. Yeah, we have like just a lot of elements here, right? Just say I don't get how they knew about heat, but not dynamite. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like, yeah. you know, if you work. knew what a hairdryer is, you would think you know what dynamite is as well. Yeah. But whatever. And just move it. But, you know, yeah. I mean, luckily it worked out in our favor, I guess. So what we don't what we don't mention is there's two other crucial pieces of this plan. There is the children still in their sacks, and the helicopter which is outside. And so this is one of like one of my favorite parts of the movie is like all of a sudden the door opens and they shove the the guy that who knows how to fly the helicopter they shove him outside. And I'm like, why they shove him outside? I didn't I didn't put two and two together until I realized oh this is the guy who knows how to fly the helicopter and he bolts yes. out there and finally gets the helicopter running. How he got out there and the elves didn't just like straight up kill him, I don't know. I, you know, I, I love that there's these moments that you just go like, cool, that happened. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, like yeah. yes, everybody else around him like got dragged off and like, you know, axed to the head, fine. But but son of mullet, he will survive. Yeah. Yep. It's like, uh, it's like plot armor is thick for this guy. Yes. Uh, so he goes out there, he gets the helicopter up and running. Uh, Patari has them place all the children in these net and this big net to be lifted uh, and taking off and taken off to the wilderness, uh, still in their sacks, mind you. And I really, really, yes. really hope these kids had like some form of sick bag in these things because I would have, I would have tossed my cookie. I, I love this moment where like the the children are are being lifted in this like airlift net yeah. by the helicopter, and you know Peter's holding on to it and yeah. like he's like one they're, hand they're, they're flying yeah yeah he's he's holding on one handed 
Um, and all I could think of is like the, the amount of G forces on like Peter and these kids going like there should be a line of throw up behind them, like you know, you just said. Um, yeah, but also like Peter's just like, Yeah, go for it, like keep going. And he is they're like, and the reason why they're doing that is to get all of Santa's helpers to follow yeah. them. Yeah, because I was I was wondering. Don't, uh, my my first thought of here is like, don't they want these people standing nearby so whatever explosion takes out Santa Claus takes out the helpers? So I was like, why don't they want these guys standing nearby? Why do they want to drag them off somewhere else? Because now we just have two. Instead of having one big problem, we have two separate, slightly smaller problems uh, that mm-hmm. we can't do the uh, two birds one stone, but. They had it. They had it in hand. I should have just trusted them. <laughs> so uh, you should have trusted Peter. Really, which that's it, what it's it funny. is. I mean, well, that, yeah, which that's is, the whole which, point yeah, of this whole damn funny because like the, the guy flying the helicopter didn't even get it until they got there, and he was like, "Oh, I get yeah. it finally." I, truly, if mm-hmm. just at the beginning, if they said, "You know what? Let's just trust this little boy," we wouldn't be through with this whole movie. This yeah, movie. yeah, we'd be done, right? Yeah, this would be a quick, been a movie. short movie. Yeah, twenty-minute yeah. movie. We're done. 20 minutes <laughs> so so as peter's uh flying out there uh, uh this is all ha- happening simultaneously uh so uh, it, on site after these guys fly off uh peter's dad and uh mullet's dad they are drilling holes mm-hmm. in the ice and they're placing the dynamite in there so we see that going on and then we see them drive off and get ready to blow up the whole thing uh well Oh, go ahead. Okay, but they do the most like dude thing ever. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the only thing sticking out of the ice is Santa Claus's like like ibex yes. horns. Yeah, yeah. And what do they look? They're like, wait, wait, we could blow him up, or we could get his horns first and then blow him up. And yeah, which I, I thought again, they were just gonna go for the one, but they got both. Yeah, they, oh, they made sure to. Get I mean, both. like, I mean, like, if you're gonna get one horn you might as well like take the time to get the other one because now you're in no rush all the like heating elements have been turned off and you're gonna blow them up anyways we might as well take a prize yeah uh so while this is going on uh uh peter is gone out to the uh reindeer pen helicopter guys like oh i finally get what's going on here but what's happening uh so we see we see over the hill start coming uh santa's helpers chasing the helicopter with all the children in the little in the net but what is wrong the pen is closed the gate is closed uh and nobody's down there to open it so peter does the sacrifice play he launches himself off the net and i was like dude he's just gonna die falling off of this thing because he's right. like he's a good like that 20, 30 feet. What, what's yeah. that I thought that too, really. I mean, yeah, because like, yeah, they they weren't close. And I was like, well, it's just well, gonna like break something. I, I just figured it would be something like well, that. Well, let me give a description real quick of this pen because it's made to hold reindeer, so it looks like a normal like you know we're in Texas, so I'm gonna say it looks like a normal cattle corral, okay? Yeah. Yep. But it has this large tower in the middle that has wires going off the side to connect to the rest of the pen to electrify it. So right, right, that's right. where Peter has been at. He's been on the top of this pen of this tower. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to fall off, which, you know, I would not think would be the smartest of moves. But then again, it's it's Finland and there's a fair amount of snow that he then falls true, into. True. Well, he does catch himself and on now, the wires first. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right. He catches himself on the wires first. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's that was where like he catches himself first there. So yes, maybe his armpits are a little bit bruised at this point. But and he's lucky he's that uh, it wasn't yeah. on too. Yeah. Yes. Fortunately, they did turn it off before he came back. Right. <laughs> that would have been a short. Yes. Uh, that would have been an unsatisfactory ending as well. Is like right. he falls and he's dead. That. Oh man, I would have laughed so hard if right. Peter would have died at the end. I'd be like, <laughs> and then they killed the kid. It's the only movie where they killed the kid. <laughs> but he gets down. He throws the gate open, and he's basically again. He's done the sacrifice play. He knows. By doing this, he's more than likely going to die, uh, or be attacked by the uh, Santa's helpers. But simultaneously, as he's about to get overtaken by Santa's helpers, what happens? The uh, the guys they blow the dynamite on Santa Claus, and it's like they were like a hive mind with the destruction of Santa Claus. These guys no longer have any purpose and no reason to capture any uh, kids anymore. Wait, wait, but wait, 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 you were missing like the reason why this movie was rated R because Peter is standing like as the he opens the gate and then he looks out on the field and there is a bunch of Santa's helpers. But the thing is, the Santa's helpers are naked and you just have no na- nakedness because you've only seen them from the waist up. Yeah. yeah and yeah. now you see this group of old men, Santa's helpers running dong's flying in the air there is no blurring out and i was looking at the one go like oh my goodness if i was a 12 year old boy i would be pissing my pants right now (laughs) like watching this group of santa's helpers running after me i would be no 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 this would not be good i think uh i think the reason we we blow past that's because we watch so many movies now that have just insane stupid nudity or it doesn't even phase us anymore yeah it's true yeah it's after getting into these shitty ass movies you're like oh yeah i guess that's a part of it too that's why it took me forever when we like think about that scene i was like what about it and i was like i mean Oh well, okay. No, I, I guess that does make sense of why that's okay. No, no. There's, there's a, there is definitely nudity in a lot of bad, dumb horror movies. There truly but is. We have you, experienced that. Yes, but there is also not a, a like large wave of old men running in the cold. Yeah, dumb running towards. Yeah, running towards a, a like thirteen year old boy. Yeah. I mean, it's freezing yeah. weather. I'm, I was amazed of like how uh, how sprung uh, they were. I'm saying the finished blood. I'm Man, gonna say the finished blood. I really, I was yeah. like, good props for them. to them. Good for them. I, t- I tell you, yeah. there are not a lot of Christmas movies in which the Santa Claus looking gentleman has a nude scene. So, <laughs> bad props. Bad props. I okay. I I put in my notes here way too much Santa helper dong. <laughs> that was my note for this part right here. Yeah. Okay, now wait. Now, now, okay. Anthony, you were telling me that you had watched this with your wife and your sister-in-law? Yes, I did. Yes. Now, what were their reactions at this point of the Santa Dong? Santa Helper Dong. So that, that they were like that is a lot of that is a lot of old man penis. Yeah. Yes. That is a okay. lot of that. Yeah. That's a, I didn't know if there would generally be like a screeching of some sort and a, a, a they thought it was pretty bias. hilarious. They thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Go do good. Uh so uh cutting cutting a long story short, so uh they they hour and a half later, a, long story short. 
<laughs> so we see all these guys. They've been captured into the pen. Everybody's safe. Everybody's sound. Uh, yes. They uh, these guys now these all these dudes standing in the pen. They have no purpose. Uh, and the guys standing outside the pen, they have a need to. They they still don't have that reindeer money, right? So mm-hmm. these dudes, they train in a very weird but effective way, I guess. They train these dudes to be mall Santas. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, which the there's they the train one- them to be like. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, there's this one because there's like there's a scene where they train them to like they they scrub them clean, which we get some mm-hmm. more like waist down action there. Uh, and there, then there, we- no, there, wait, wait, let's not say action at all. There is no action <laughs> about this. It is just it is just old man dong. That's yeah. all it is. There's nothing. There's nothing for, appealing no, about this for moment. Anthony. It's action. Okay. <laughs> all right, Anthony. If it is action for you, that's good. But oh, I man. have no. There's no like. It's like being at. I don't know if you've ever been to nudist beach. It's all old people. There's nothing like yeah. that, that's like Basically action what we're getting going there on is, at that yeah. point. In time. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, yeah, it's like a nudist beach, but like with just dudes who are from the mall Santa convention, basically. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but Can we, you title we, that this? Like, 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 just naked dudes from the salt mall Santa convention. That's basically what this scene is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so we uh, we see them um, we see them getting trained to be these mall Santas, and uh, the the creepiest part I found about this was when uh, Peter's dad is sitting with Peter and showing them how to be nice to kids, and he's like stroking Peter's head, and so they're oh gosh, that was creepy as well like, yeah. what would you do if your if your kids went and visited the mall santa and he was doing that to the kid okay if if my if okay if my little girl was sitting in santa's lap and he started stroking her her head i would be like oh dude no yeah, i'd be we're up done. there so quick going like this santa claus is over uh-uh <laughs> homie uh-uh like, no canceled. no way yeah <laughs> it, it would it down. would just be like no <laughs> Yeah, I I got the feeling that would be uh, not acceptable for mall Santa, uh, oh, not appropriate for mall Santa behavior. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then and then like, isn't it that's where the the title credits come in? Oh, so it's uh, we're almost there, but we uh, yeah, okay, we, we, okay. we 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 get there. Uh, we then uh, basically we get. I think we get some small uh, uh, a little bit of left, little bit of dialogue where we determine where they we find out they're selling these guys for. Eighty-five thousand dollars each, plus twenty-two percent value-added tax. V-A-T so they're basically tax. making okay, each yeah. of these guys yeah. that money that they lost from the uh, from the reindeer. They get crated up live, uh, live, uh, live crate, uh, like live whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. their company is now referred to as Rare Exports, where we get the title of this movie. And we had to wait till yes. the end of the movie to get the reference to the title and find out why it's I called love it. The end. Loved it. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So that Loved was it. a bonkers Loved movie. Yeah. So anything, seriously, uh, anything else that we want to talk about before we move on to the rating portion? Um, I, I'll just say I. Part of the reason why I was so excited to talk about this movie was because it has so many like dark dark alleyways like there are so many things about this movie that are original and that make you go wait what's going to happen because i think most horror movies and especially like the the category of dumb horror movie okay Mm -hmm. um which is kind of falls into 
very expected, you know, very scripted. You know that around minute two, three, you're going to see like a small glimpse of the monster. And then you're going to get about 30 minutes of dialogue. And then you're going to see the monster again. This doesn't do any of that. Yeah. Um, it's always leaving um, breadcrumbs. That's a better way to put it. It always leaves breadcrumbs that you're trying to figure out in your mind, like what is going on? Yeah. Like, you know, the, the hairdryer. Like, why are yeah. people stealing hair dryers? Why? Yeah. And the fact that for most of the movie, you think that they've got Santa Claus. Like, that this guy is Santa Claus. Up until the moment where there's all of Santa Claus's helpers coming out, you're like, oh, crap, these people are screwed. That was such a fun moment. Because then you're just like, all bets are off. What is going on right. from here on out? It's like, yeah. it's like there's, there's either, yeah, you're either in a... Uh, throughout the movie you're either like what the hell is happening or i think i know what's happening and you don't know what's happening until yeah. like you absolutely know what's happening uh and it's yes. only you only know what's happening for like that last little bit of the movie yeah yeah and so that's one of the reasons why i really really liked this movie was because it had this very original concept um because at this point in time the krampus thing has happened the you know you've had really dark santa claus style movies mm -hmm. but it's such an original idea um yeah. and i don't know if you you guys want to talk about like the youtube shorts that came out before this um that in that were like how this movie got made i don't know if you guys know about that or not oh, i haven't seen those no oh okay so um oh well okay so i'm gonna hold my mic because my mic stand just like i think what kaputs um so if my my video my uh what's it called audio sounds a little off right now that's why so the whole reason this movie even got made was because the three guys that started uh father of the mullet um peter and um what's it called uh aviator um what's his what's his other name um I can't remember, but like um, those three guys had these two shorts about where mall Santas come from. So they talked about like mm -hmm. hunting one of these Santa's helpers down in the forest. Uh -huh. And then they had another one where like it was the training of the um, of the Santa Clauses. Of the 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 helpers hmm. so the only reason why this movies got made was because these two videos got made. And then um, they had a bunch of hype built up around them. And I'm sending you the links right now um, so you could watch them because it includes Peter in them, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this movie is a prequel to these other two, like, videos about, about like, um, the, the two videos start off where the movie ends of them training the Santa Clauses the Santa helpers and then getting them shipped off. And then what happens if you don't follow the rules? Cause like uh, the safety card that gets passed around of like, no, no cursing, no drinking, no anything. And so it shows like what happens if you don't follow those rules. Okay. So those two videos sparked enough um, clout in them for them to get some money and make a movie that was like a prequel to how everything happened. Okay. Interesting. I gotta, yeah, I just pull those up. I gotta watch those. Yeah. 
And when you see them, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, like these are two, they're really low budget films, but done really well. And uh, shorts, I should say. And they're done really well, but you're like, oh my goodness, this is, this is the, like, you see the, the seeds of the movie in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah. The, uh, the rating system. So we do a cheers or party foul, uh, in between or before that, we actually talk about one thing that we liked, one thing that we disliked, and also, who we would consider the MVP of the movie. Um, and I usually start off with Anthony. So, Anthony, what is something... Oh, let's start off with dislike. Uh, something I didn't like about the movie. So, one thing I didn't like about the movie, and it's more one thing I wish they did. I really, really, really wish we got to see the Santa Claus, the Krampus a little bit more. Mm. Uh, now, I, I get why they did it the way they did it and why they kept him in the ice because it kind of contained the threat a little bit. But I kind of wish we got to see it. You know, we got to see the monstrous thing that is Santa Claus because uh, we got the little bit of threat with the cracking of the, the ice. But I think it would have been really cool to see it, uh, see him kind of like break loose a little bit and maybe like have a get having it get into some form of action sequence like that probably would have been out of character for the movie and probably would have made it worse uh than what it was uh but i still would have been interested to see the beast that they had but that's just my opinion so that's one thing i really wish they had done was uh we get to see a little bit more of the monster uh so that's one thing i didn't like is we didn't get to see the monster truly that's actually mine too especially watching it two times of like I almost wanted to know at least what he looked like. Now, I mean, mm. because they have the drawings that we see, and yeah. again, we, we yeah, see yeah. Krampus. Like we can, we know what he looks like. But it's just like I want to know, like legit, what he looks like. You know what I mean? Um, at at the bare minimum. So, again, like I, I'm actually with Anthony. That's probably one of my that's my biggest uh, no no about this. But what about you, Alan? Mm. Um, for me, I didn't mind so much that we didn't get like I wish I could I wish I could have seen a little more of the Santa Claus. I, I would have loved it if they would have like broken away and just seen at least part of the face. Um, but the pacing of the movie was a little slow for my taste. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's a lot of dialogue that you have to get through, which builds up the story so much. But I wish there was a little more of the action that you see at the end yeah, yeah that yeah. would have made you think like oh like yeah. i would have loved this scene a moment when like the santa's helper was like grabbing the um the pig's head that was under the trap just so or like a moment when you got to see the santa's helper like coming up to the house so like a little um, bit and leaving uh, those tracks a little bit more suspense is what i'm hearing yeah, because I think that there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of like questioning of what's the breadcrumbs again. There's a lot of breadcrumbs, but there's not as much buildup of suspense of like you think yeah. that there's something scary. It's it's almost not scary until about two thirds through the way of the movie where you're like, oh my goodness, here's what's actually happening. Yeah. You know? Um. So that the pacing of it was a little slow for me. Um. That would be my dislike. Yeah. Okay. 
I do have one. I uh, typically only one Please. dislike, but I, I do have another dislike. My other dislike is that I really wish we got a little more background on why they were drilling into the mountain. And uh, we understand what they were looking for, but we understand we don't understand why that Riley guy, why he wanted to find the grave of mm. Santa. He said he wanted to, wanted to find it ever since he was a child. Uh, and this is a childhood dream of his, but we don't know any background on this guy on why this was a dream of his to find the grave of Santa Claus. Uh, so that was another thing is like, I really wanted to know more about that guy and why he commissioned this whole project to drill in, and excavate from this mountain uh, and how he got there. Uh, so I think that would have been interesting, even if it was like a, just a cursory scene in the beginning of the movie, kind of Indiana Jones style of how they found this and why he found this. Uh, even just like a short thing would have been really cool. Uh, but I, I feel like that would have added a little more background into it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it would have been great if like him as a child would have seen this like great horned creature right. leaving a house or something like that. And then going, oh my goodness, saw the Santa Claus, you know? Right. Yeah. And now I get to disprove all those like bullies that bullied me all through like, you know, kindergarten through senior year of high school. Right. All right. Uh, so we always split it up with the MVP. So, Anthony, who's your MVP? My MVP is all, uh, it's got to be the most obvious choice for yep. this movie. Yeah. Freaking Peter. He's like the freaking boss of this movie. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I he's agree. the freaking boss. He's like rolling. He's like rolling for a good half of the movie in like full on hockey gear with a with a with a shotgun strapped to his back, riding around on like sling loaded helicopters. Uh, telling parent, telling his parents, telling the adults what to do. He knows the sitch. He knows the sitch from freaking minute one of this movie, and he, yes. he, he, we get the we get the idea that like, from the beginning of this movie, like he's this meek little kid uh, who's who's just like cowed by everything. But like when it when like the freaking when the the dice are rolled, he's like he knows what he's got to do. He's gonna do it, and he's gonna make sure it's gonna happen. So. Mm -hmm. all the way peter is like my mvp for this movie yeah yeah I, I usually try to pick something crazy and out out there but i mean i just i have to I, i'm i'm yeah. with you 100%. a clear choice yeah so alan oh yeah <laughs> oh peter all right love the kid he was so good um i mean okay i think why another reason why peter is the standout is because the adults are so clueless in this and peter is clear his whole time the this is santa claus and i know the adults don't believe me but i'm going to stick with santa claus and i know my buddy doesn't believe me but this is santa claus and and it's it's that clarity it's that focus it's that hey i'm going to keep on going even though no one else believes me which okay let me get a little deep here i think is everybody about santa claus if you were allowed to believe in him and it's that allowing yourself to believe mm -hmm. um, and wanting to allow yourself to believe in that little bit of magic. Now, in here, it's black magic. You don't want to touch that issue. Yeah. Okay. But it's that um, I think everybody wishes they could be Peter a little bit and still believing in that magic mm -hmm. and wanting to still have that magic around. Yeah. I think in Peter's, I think in Peter's case, he would have probably chosen not to have that magic around. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, in, yeah. in Peter's case, correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, so now we're talking about our one thing that we liked the most, and 
I'll actually start us off. Uh, so I know for me, uh, Anthony, you, you know, I say this all the time. If I am bored, I'm out. And I truly was never bored because the whole time you're learning something and mm. it pays off because it pisses me off more than anything. Whenever we're learning all this information and we don't find out a thing about it. Like, we've, I don't know how many were, like, you're given all this information, so I try to, like, keep track of everything. I'm like, wait, we never referenced anything that we just freaking learned. Like, so, um, <laughs> so just making sure that, like, mm -hmm. on top of giving you the information that you need, also making things so uh, out there for you to think about. Like, the whole, like, why is his mother not there? Uh, why yeah. why is this kid like this? And like, there's a bunch of different things where it's like very vague, so you can kind of create almost like a background for their lives. Almost, um, mm -hmm. you get all these stories, and instead of just like, kind of ending, you actually get to see. Uh, I mean, like the end result of everything. I I just I felt like it really completed itself. The way they told the story was great. The actors were amazing. I mean, even all the kids too that they were so no, good the actors were so good it was amazing yes. how yeah. good it was um so I, I so there there it is i mean if if i'm not entertained i'm out and i was entertained through the whole thing even though i mean i do agree that it's a little bit slow for my taste but still enough to keep me wanting like to pay attention because i'm like there's probably something if i don't that i'm going to miss and there was mm -hmm. Second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes more sense because I'm actually watching it this time. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Alan, we'll, we'll go to you next, man. What, what's one thing that you really liked? Um, I love that it was a story about believing the kid, which is, is so much fun. Uh, I mentioned that before. Um, you know, it wasn't, again, till like the second, third time that I watched this that I realized how good that moment was um, and I actually, I, I it clicked into it after watching a review about this movie, um, how good the acting was in that moment when like they're making dinner and mom isn't there and trying to, you have to fill those moments out in your mind about why mom may not be there. But like, yeah. um, and this is mainly because I'm a dad, the dad trying to give a good Christmas to their son. And just, I felt that moment and I never have that in a horror movie. You know, I never get that in a bad, dumb horror movie. And yeah. so that was just this amazing little moment. Yeah. Um, also, the fact that it's such an original story, yeah. like just overall, the story itself, so fun, so original. I mean, there are really fun monster movies, you know, uh, Mega Python versus Sharktopus, things like that. <laughs> and I get it. Those are fun, but this was such an original take on something everybody knows so well. And so to be able to take something that everybody knows so well and twist it and to make it something new is like hearing a song that you know well again for the first time. Yeah. Well, it's like if if they took the care if they took the care with their characters for something like Sharknado that they took with this movie, then those movies would actually gain so much more credibility because they put so much better characterization. This this could have been like some crappy movie uh, if yes. they didn't put any if they just slapdashed up with the characters. But since they put so much care and precision and uh, and description of who these characters are, why they are the way they are, 
with not even without it was it was definitely the show don't tell uh model of uh mm-hmm. doing things uh and so and they did it so well uh and that's what kind of raised the bar for this movie a lot and kind of everything else was built on top of that and and i heard someone say that there was an a, an aspect of this that was lovecraftian because you don't get to see the santa claus you don't get uh-huh. to really see the monster and so you have to put it in your mind what is underneath that so that everybody has a different version of the Santa Claus monster in their mind. So, and that makes that, it scarier. That is the great but, idea of the, uh, of the uh, Santa, of Santa Claus being some form of eldritch horror. That sounds, that's actually a pretty good, cool idea. So I mean, yes. we've had this before, Anthony, where I said, I wish they didn't show me the monster, but in this p- case, because we've seen pictures of what he looks like, it made mm-hmm. me want to know what he looked like. Versus yeah, in yeah. past movies, whenever you have zero clue of what this thing looks like, and then we it shows us, I'm like, that was the monster. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it's just like, I, for me, at least in, in this movie, I was just like, I want to see because we've been, we've mm-hmm. been shown pictures of what different versions of uh, Santa looks like. So that, again, my own opinion, so. Well, I think I think in that it's achieved its goal because we it, they didn't show us and we want to know what's what what it looks like. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the point, right? But uh, so uh, all right, so Anthony, your number one thing that you really liked. So what I really liked about this movie, I mentioned it a little bit earlier uh, as we were discussing it, but the fact that how this movie builds its mythos. And how it, there's yes. the whole, this whole movie just builds its own mythos around itself mm-hmm. on uh, why something in the world happens. It's, I, I very much, uh, I kind of tie it to, and this is maybe something a little bit odd to tie it to, is like a, a, a movie like Rogue One, where we know something that's happened and right. it tells us why this has happened the way it happened. And we get a little mm-hmm. bit of background on why mm-hmm. this one thing happens the way ha- has happened uh, and the background on it. So, but uh, it's not very much, this is not the Death Star getting blown up. This is mall Santas. So it's a little bit different of a thing. But <laughs> a uh, like, uh, I'm Which looking makes them seeing... all just a little bit scarier. Yeah, right. It's, well, it's something we, it's something we see and yeah, experience it's every year, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's these guys that we don't know, but everybody lets their children sit in their laps. And so to think of them being these uh, these random men found in the wilderness of Finland, shipped in crates to your local retailer, and you just take your children and they sit on their laps and they've been trained to not harm your children, uh, <laughs> it's it's really it's really this crazy idea of like this uh, origin story for your local mall Santa. Uh, so I, I, it's just like this crazy idea to me, but it, it builds this, this own, this whole mythology around it. And I think it's like, just like a, such an insane, but such an intriguing mm-hmm. idea. And it just, it just works somehow it works, but it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love how you, how you put that. Yeah. Just, just where your mall Santa comes from. Yeah. Um, you guys need to watch the two shorts. I, I sent you guys the links. And if you want to put yeah. those links in with the video description, with the description of the podcast um, because it gives so uh, there's like, like a, a two minute segment at the end of this movie, maybe mm-hmm. of them training the Santas. Mm-hmm. And one of these videos is like an eight minute segment of that. Hmm. Um, and it goes just a little bit deeper and it is so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
I think because so many cultures have this attachment to Santa Claus and where he comes from, because we know where he is from. We know where right. he is at right. currently. But the idea of his backstory um, is has, has been played out so many times. And so to have it on this weird horror spin, just, oh, it just grabs you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yep. the next part is, of course, so we give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, which is our thumbs down is a party foul. And then our thumbs up is a cheers. Um, I don't know why we just did it that way. So <laughs> I feel like it's going to be pretty obvious that I'm going to say that we probably all gave this a freaking cheers, right? Um, can, I, can I offer a different scale? Sure. I'm always open. Of, of a scale of, of 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 one Santa helper dong to four Santa helper dongs. Now, whether one uh, is uh, good uh, or bad, I'll let you decide. So, okay? I mean, you kind of, you don't want helper dongs. I, I'm, I'm leaving it up to you to decide. So we could all three come up with something different. And <laughs> it all be the same thing. Because I have a feeling we're all giving it a, a, a thumbs up, a good one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Definitely watch it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Right, Anthony? Yeah, I would I would give it a thumbs up. Yeah, Anthony? Yeah, it's a thumbs up. It's a thumbs okay. up for me okay. as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so for me, I'm going to give that as one Santa helper dong. Because the least amount of them <laughs> is the better of the of the match yes so uh, i guess i guess i'll go first so i will give this movie a donner dancer prancer vixen comet cupid donner and blitzen so i'll give it all eight Ooh, reindeer all and eight a reindeer. rudolph wow. wow you gave it a rudolph son yeah and a rudolph yes so okay so all nine tiny reindeer so pressure to come up with something unique which is oh my which God. is more reindeer than these guys got so that's <laughs> very true very true um so uh, between one to five beers i'd give it a five beers wow you give it five beers i know okay now wait 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 wait, wait. are those like good. ab import oh okay very okay yeah okay yeah versus i, like, I didn't know if it was like do... ab mvev oh yeah i guess i uh, beers yeah. or like independent craft beers yeah it's more like if if i okay so here i'm gonna change this up if i could have either a lot of bad beers or one good beer i'll take one good beer and this is that movie oh all right one good beer (laughs) i it's a terrible rating system Dude, I mine is on Santa Helta's dong. Okay, so yours is way better than mine. By the way, I'm gonna feel like pressure has been like taken off my shoulders because I was hoping you guys would like this movie in the least, and uh, to hear good ratings, I'm like, okay, cool, we got a good movie. Yes, I'm glad. Oh, yeah, I gave this movie to you guys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. the next. Okay. So for one, that's the end of the movie. We're done talking about that was that movie, right? We all good. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, last good. part is we're going to talk about the thing that we recommend that people do this week. We and Anthony do this every time we record of something that you're enjoying, honestly, that you, you recommend people should be doing. Um, mm. So, Anthony, I'll let you go first because I know you probably oh. have this set up ready to go. So this is it's, this is Christmas now, right? As far as I know. 
This is Christmas. Okay, so Great. since this is Christmas and this is coming out at least at or uh, at or before Christmas, so my thing of the week. I did this for Thanksgiving. I plan on doing this for Christmas. Uh, you know, a lot of people do uh, for the holidays. Do you do like a turkey or uh, some kind of bird? Mm-hmm. I say screw that steak for dinner for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. I did it for Thanksgiving. It was dope as hell. I'm doing it for Christmas. It is going to be dope as hell. Do some freaking steak for dinner. Steak dinner, mashed gotcha. potatoes, freaking awesome. Do it. I highly recommend it. I loved it. You will love it too. Awesome. Uh, unless, unless you do your vegan, vegetarian options, then I'm sorry. You'll have to find your own way. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I don't think I would say I'm a hardcore vegetarian, but like 95% of my meals are vegetarian. Except for Thanksgiving, we actually went the tamale route that were like handmade. So like we had chicken and beef. Oh, that's like, good. Too, I don't yeah. even care. Like, I'll I'll eat it. Like, and it was legit. And yeah, we'll yeah. probably do the same thing for our Christmas. Um, yeah, I, for Thanksgiving, I went to uh, was it uh, Big Texas uh, Steak Steakhouse out in Amarillo? Mm-hmm. It was freaking awesome. So awesome, nice. Recommend it. Um, Alan, do you have something, or should I go? Um, I'll, I'll say. Uh, I'll say this. You, say the question again. Like, what do something this week? What's something what that you recommend? It, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be okay. this week, but just something that you're doing or that, something that you're enjoying. You it know be what? The most random thing, too. I, like, it doesn't even matter. You know what? You know what? Something I've I, I've been enjoying, and it is something I just love during the Christmas time. Listen to every single kind of Christmas music possible. I have a playlist called The Saddest Christmas Music, which I love. And it starts with, um, oh my goodness, um, Tom. Oh, it's a song called uh, Letter from a Hooker in like uh, Ohio or Cleveland or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, oh, Tom Waits. Tom oh, Waits. Tom Thank Waits. You. Yes. Yeah, Tom Waits. Tom okay. Waits. And it is just sad, sad Christmas songs. I don't care. You know why? Because it's Christmas. And I love some sad Christmas songs. I love some happy Christmas songs. I was listening to Pentatonic's Christmas, um, the their live version of Silent Night. Almost brought, I mean, I was holding back tears. It is so good. Hmm. Listen to some stupid out there Christmas music. Uh-huh. Um, just enjoy or do whatever it is that just gets you in a fun, happy mood. 2020 has been a dumpster fire and whatever kind of music, whatever kind of medium gets you going, Hey, it's Christmas. I'm just going to be happy and dig into it. Do that. Whether that be sad songs, happy songs, whatever in between watching rare exports, watching uh, my favorite Christmas movie, national Lampoon's Christmas vacation, find that thing that makes you happy and just dig in. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you curious out there, the song from Tom Waits is "Christmas Card from a Hooker in Minneapolis." Thank you, Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew it was Midwest something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great. It it is. It is. Is I mean, it's it's definitely a sad Christmas song. Yeah. Um, and you either get Tom Waits or you don't, and I do not blame for people that don't get Tom Waits. Um, my favorite Tom Waits song is "The Piano Has Been Drinking." having performed at many wine houses and, you know, 
breweries and coffee bars. I understand that song a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, dig in to some medium, art medium that makes you happy. Yeah. It's actually really funny because I pretty much did the same type of suggestion for our Thanksgiving episode of just mm. put on, like, I, I think I said put on some music that it's fun. You can dance to or sing to just something crazy, different, unique that it's fun. Just have fun. And I mean, I feel like at least once a month on our episodes, I talk about that. Just like do something fun, something that you really can bring Dude. joy to your life. But um, I was listening to Alice's restaurant by uh, our little Guthrie um mm. on thanksgiving and that is a cute okay you guys aren't looking at me like like nodding with the group you guys are going to the huh yeah, but that's no like idea. um yeah. in so so okay so alice's restaurant is at 18 and a half minute long song by arlo guthrie uh-huh. it's a story and a half and um in la there's a station klos that plays it every thanksgiving and my dad listened to it i listen to it now I have the LP, so I'm playing that. Hmm. And yes, if you've never heard Alice's Restaurant, it is worth the 18 and a half minutes. Just to let you know. I'll have to look that up. Now, I will be warned. Does say a dirty so. word? Just to let you know. <laughs> Obviously, I'm fine with dirty words. Um, all right. I mean, so for my thing of the week, again, it's lately, I just feel like for me, it hasn't really been a actual physical thing, but. I say this a lot because especially with 2020, we all just need to take time for yourself too. So uh, Mm. mentally take care of yourself. Um, I I know that it's Mm. so easy to get caught up in the world right now with everything that's going on. And I guarantee even for Christmas, it's still going to be again, like Alan said, the dumpster fire that it is. Um, So really, 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 even if it means turn off your phone, turn off the TV, go for a walk, go yeah. just chat with even your best friend or your spouse and just have a conversation, just hang out and chill. Uh, mm. Take time to make sure that you are mentally healthy. So whenever you do have to go to work or handle some sort of stressful situation, you're good. Yep. Because if you're not good, then everybody else around you won't be good either. And it makes it easier to enjoy life whenever you are mentally in an okay place. And now, more than ever, it is super important to be that way. Um, mm. And also, um, if you are like me, which uh, I'm not seeing any family for Christmas. I didn't do it for Thanksgiving. Give them a call. Skype them. FaceTime them. Yeah. It, it, it's important. Um, I know that we did that for Thanksgiving. Honestly, I, kind of forgot almost towards the end of the, the night i was like oh crap i need to do that i was like it's thanksgiving i have to remember that just because we're not doing the classic stuff um yeah reach out to people too if, if you know other people that are not able to go see family because like i work at like i go into work every day so i can't do that to my family um reach out to the other people that are doing pretty much what you're doing make sure that they're good Again, you can even FaceTime them. Have a have a Christmas just chat mm-hmm. with your friends. And I know, I mean, we we see Anthony and his wife uh, every once in a while, socially distanced, of course, because we all have to take care of each other. But um, 
So again, that's my suggestion. I feel like truly I say that almost every week, but um. So, uh, no, dude, that's that's awesome. I'm all about taking care of yourself, taking care of your mental health. That is so so to. important. Um, just just a, a personal note for myself. Um, this year has been very tough. Um, the last I feel like f- five months have been tough as well. And uh, we've had some certain health things with my family and not being able to see them has been all the more hard, especially because I have two kids that miss their grandparents Mm -hmm. uh, that live in California. And we had this huge trip to California planned. Um, I had this, there's, there's this preacher that I follow, Nadia Boltz Weber. And she posted this thing that has really helped me out. And that is allow yourself the space to mourn the things that aren't going to happen. Yep. And that has been so helpful for me um, because it's allowed me that mental space to go, no, this does suck. And just to be able to allow myself to feel that and then to move on has been really helpful. I mean, we pretty much went through that with the whole Christmas thing. Like we had the conversation of just like, Christmas is going to suck. It's not going to be Christmas. Like originally we're like, we're not going to put up decorations. We're not going to do anything. I was like, cause I'm just, we're just not going to celebrate. I'm like, okay, if anything, this is actually going to teach us how to actually do Christmas, which is appreciate that we have family. Like, like change it from the whole, like, and, the, the whole thing, it's you. not about gifts, but it's actually about family right now. And so. No, no. And, and I hear about that, but. You you need a little. Uh, you need to risk your life at least once to put up a stupid Christmas light. Hey, <laughs> we did that today. Actually, uh, as we record this, like today, we put up our Christmas tree. We put up our stuff because it's like, let's do it. Because you know we're still gonna celebrate, but we're we're acknowledging also that it's just going to be different from here on out. So, oh, I get you. I get you, Beth. So uh, real quick, Alan, uh, hit up. Uh, tell us where all can they find you on the socials if you want to be found there. Absolutely. Um, you can find me at Al the Brewer on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find me at Dad Domesticists at, again, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram on both of those accounts. Um, you know, Excuse me. I'm always available. If you are needing just a word of encouragement, um, more than happy to send you one. Um, if you need a beer recommendation, please always have that open to you. My podcast is called I Know Nothing About Beer. And then on YouTube as well, Dad Domesticus. Um, you'll probably be able to find me easiest if you search um, you know, my first month as a stay-at-home dad. Or anything like that, um, you know. I have I don't have enough followers to have YouTube.com/slash/DadDomesticus, but um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to find me there really easily. Awesome. All right. Um. So before we, me and Anthony, have to do our little spiel of where they can find us because that takes way too long. Uh, thank you, Alan, so much for hanging out with us. Truly, like it was great to actually get you on. We'll do it again. Yeah. We, thanks for coming on, man. It's it's been nice to have some Man, uh, this some has people been that's fun. so much fun. Yeah, I'm I'm Seriously, glad that you enjoyed it. So much it. fun to talk about this. I know it's it's always yeah. hard to be like you choose the 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 movie, but it's also hard for us to make sure that it's at least entertaining to you. 
because <laughs> we know it, it works both ways. That's why I try to tell people, you yeah. tell us what movie, because then we'll work hard to make sure it's at least entertaining. Yeah, when it's, when it's just the two of us, we're not worried. It's like, it could be a real stinker. We'll just, like, grin and bear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to make anybody well, else suffer. Well, I, I'll tell you this. If there's ever a movie you need someone to suffer with through, let me know, because my... I love perusing Amazon Prime for uh, really bad gold movies. Gold is there. That's Absolute yeah. gold. Quite, quite the gold so, line there. So, yes. And, I mean, if you ever need someone to talk about, like, old sci-fi, um, especially, like, if you want to get, like, deep into, like, the Valley of Guanji, if you guys haven't done that one yet, or the movie Them or The Claw or so many other ones. I love old sci-fi, and I'm never too far away from going down one of those like sci-fi yeah, holes. We'll, we'll always take it. We, I mean, we always love have, especially more and more we've started having more more guests on, and we've realized how much more fun that is, too. So we're, Oh, we're, yeah, it's we're always fun to have more. someone else. Yeah. Um, there's something else I was about to say, but it's getting in mind. So, uh, Anthony, where all can they find us? So if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us on Let's Insta Pod. If you want to find us on Facebook, it's Let's Do a Podcast. On tweet, Twitter, the on the tweeters. Twitters, yeah, the tweeters. Uh, it's Let's Tweet a Pod. I've not been as uh, I've I've been not very active on that. I really need to pick up my game on the Twitters. Uh, but it's Let's Tweet a Pod. Uh, if you want to listen to us, you if. If you want to tell your friends, because uh, obviously you're listening to us right now, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You uh, uh, mm-hmm. point your podcatcher to- towards us, and you can more than likely find us. Uh, are there any other socials that I missed? Uh, did you say Untapped? Oh yes, that's right. Uh, if you want to follow some of our beer recommendations, you can follow us on Untapped. Uh, let's do a podcast. Uh, and, uh, we, uh, I, we put our beer ratings on there. Uh, so, uh, I've got our, uh, beer ratings from today on there and, uh, I've got my, some of my beer ratings from my recent trip to Amarillo and, uh, uh, I also follow Ryan on his stuff and I'm, I keep bugging him to tell me to send me his ratings or I'm just going to copy his stuff off his account and just, so I put it on my do that, our account. I, I forget yeah. constantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys, I, I think... I think that is it, right? That's it? I think that's everything. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I hope that you have a very merry, merry Christmas. Thank you for spending about almost two and a half hours with us. (laughs) Uh, Our guest ones are always so long. But anyways, guys, thank you. I loved it, guys. Yeah, we had such a great time. Yeah, it was a blast, definitely. coming on, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see you guys. All right. Peace. Cool. Bye.